Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the first official episode of the Jedi Sages podcast, a uh, brand new, totally unique uh, podcast talking about nothing but Star Wars, Star Wars, and more Star Wars. Um, we are here with me. <laughs> Hello, ben. you. Hello, me. I am me. Uh, ben and my brother, Rob. Hello, I'm Rob. I'm you. I mean me. Here's him. I'm Rob. Here's Rob. Um, and it's fair to say that we have been Star Wars fans for... A long time, a long time. Yes, over a quarter of a century. Yeah, so we're 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 well versed in Star Wars. So this podcast is all going to be about talking about Star Wars. I think that was just obvious. Um, uh, topics of discussion in terms of like rumors, uh, reviewing TV shows because obviously there's loads of stuff coming out at Disney Plus. Uh, we don't know what's going to be happening with films, so mm. when that ever comes around, we can talk about that. Um, we'll be talking about. Uh, Theories for new things, uh, new TV shows, new games. We'll be talking about some of the problems with the current Star Wars universe that maybe we can fix. <laughs> I know, very egocentric thing. We can fix a billion-dollar well, franchise. Yes, we'll see. Yes. Uh, who knows? That leads who knows? to the dark side. It does lead to the dark side, indeed. Um, and yeah, we can also try and answer people's questions. So we'll try and get like an email address or an out, so people can pop in questions to ask via either twitter or email get, so we can get that sorted out so it can be a real interactive podcast so i thought the first real episode that we would uh do we would talk about our opinions on all the star wars movies <gasps> so obviously let the controversy yes, begin exactly exactly so obviously like we said we've been a, we've been star wars fans since ever I think that camera's died already. But that's Is fine. It? Yeah, that's fine. I can I can roll off that oh, one. Yes, I think. Look, it's fading. There yeah. it goes. Turning into the dark, like turning towards the light. It's fine. Um, so obviously, yeah, we've been Star Wars fans for a very long time. Um, our lovely mother introduced it to oh, us. Oh yes, it's all her fault. Yes, yes, it's all her fault. But it's a positive <laughs> thing. So we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, so we have seen every single film we've seen every single tv show a multitude of times well what what we should add is we haven't seen uh the things that um were televised like the uh caravan of garbage whatever it was called the the um, oh, like the holiday the, special the like, holiday specials yeah, the no. ewok things that have recently been released on disney plus yeah uh, no, we haven't that was, seen that any was of those. before our time wasn't we're it? talking real star wars real here. star wars real star wars, real star wars. <laughs> the og star wars um not, not to uh, negate anyone who feels like that is their star wars yeah. that, that is your star wars it's just not our star wars exactly maybe. Very true, very true. <laughs> so, episode one, ranking all the Star Wars movies. Like you said, controversy Ooh, off yes. the bat. Now, obviously, like, this is opinion-based. You can disagree, you can agree, it's perfectly fine. Everyone is entitled to their opinion of saying what their favourite one is. Um, and actually, I quite enjoy listening to other people justify their, their opinions, because actually you look at it from a different point of view. Yeah, it true. all depends on a certain point, point of, of view. view. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, we're going to start with you. Oh, oh, okay, we, right. Okay, um, so what is your all-time? What is your number one Star Wars film? Uh, okay, well, this varies. All right, and it, it, it's always one of two. Mm -hmm. But when I was writing it this morning. The first one that came to mind, probably because of the Mandalorian and, and you know the cameo that he made in there, it, it's going to be Return of the Jedi. Because there's just something about... Um, I think that was the first one that I remember seeing on VHS. Um, for those of you who don't know, VHS is like a plastic <laughs> tape. had actual tape inside it that you had to rewind at the end, <laughs> not a disc. Um, and there was just something epically cool 
about Luke Skywalker in black. Uh, he had a, he had an excellent cape, and I loved his cape. Um, and it was that balance of um, jovialness and fun with the Ewoks. And at that age, what, what yeah, was I, like seven something like that I was yeah. in primary school. Well, I mean, what, it came out in what eighty eighty four, eighty two was it eighty? No, I think uh, it was Empire eighty two, seven eighty two, eighty five, eighty four, eighty five, yeah, something, something like that. that. So we weren't we weren't born then, okay? Just like FYI, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, probably weren't even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was just there was something there was a lovely balance between the fun and the adventure. But also the really dark, serious, mm. like that Emperor's Throne Room will stay with me to the end yeah, of time. Yeah, hundred percent. How it was designed was just it was just yeah. brilliant. And the evilness of of Emperor Palpatine, the redemption of Vader. There was just something very, um, I don't know. It just it struck home, and I yeah. loved it. I, I couldn't get enough of that one. I, I remember buying the action figures. I remember. Um, Funnily enough, I remember a, a particular Emperor Palpatine toy that I used to have that I'm pretty sure <laughs> you flushed down the toilet. Um, we're going li- to air that live on air. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's fine. I will forgive you one That's day. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it was I, just something... I think there was a lot of emotion to that battle as well. Uh, the, the lightsaber fight, it was epic. The music by John Williams was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was very much a story of two... Of father and son, in the sense of you saw both their stories. Vader had a lot more screen time. I felt in this one. Yeah, I don't actually know the statistics, but um, he definitely felt like he did. And he yeah. was he was very much more of a character. He was he was more fleshed out, and it gave you that kind of. Um, I suppose you saw the potential of who he could have been. Yeah. Um, and and your imagination went back to kind of the... Who was Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. Who, who, it, it, who he could have been before he was the man in the suit. It made you dream of the prequels before there were prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just think I love... I mean, yes, people say that Han Solo's... A, you know, he, he's not Han Solo. I know a lot of people who are very fond of Empire Strikes Back, they say... Oh, but then that's because, obviously, this time, he's 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 he's, t- he's his story arc is now he's turning into a general as opposed to he's not a smuggler anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to be this leader in this, like, in, in, in the Rebel Alliance. He's trying to be, uh, you know, someone that people look towards. It's the same with Lando as well, isn't it? They're both these these scoundrels, these scallywags yeah. that are now been like thrusted into the limelight, and going right. You need to lead these people. You need to, you know, you need to basically lead us to salvation. Otherwise, we're all dead. Yeah, and I think it was quite a. It was. It felt for some people like it was quite a fundamental change of character, didn't they? Yeah, like from definitely the guy who shot Greedo first. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, to you know this this kind of more emotional, more relatable, um, almost kind, kind. Yeah, yeah, good character. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could go on about Return of the Jedi for ages. Mm. But um, yeah, what's 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 well, yours? Ironically. Return of the Jedi is also my fav- <laughs> my my number one, my favourite. Um, uh, yeah, literally se- se- very similar points. The redemption arc of Vader was incredible, going from episode four through five and then into six. Um, I thought the lightsaber fight scene at the end was just incredible. I thought, like, just the way it was choreographed and then the way it ended um, was just brilliant. And obviously, I'm a massive, like, space fan geezer, so, like, that that, that battle above Endor was just... Oh, when I was a kid, that was amazing. And, yeah, like you said, the soundtrack was amazing. It had all the the good the good parts of all the hot, the whole trilogy beforehand mm. so like uh, the the, 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 the the track Return of the Jedi had literally all the classics from the original trilogy mixed together um, 
Palpatine's theme. Oh, oh it just oh. it just it just it just brought fear just when you heard Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It was amazing. Wow. Um and and yeah, like it be- it did amazingly round beautifully round off the trilogy. Like when when um, I can imagine that when that came out in the cinemas, like people had gone from four or five and then into six, they just thought, Oh my god, this is this is brilliant. Um that ending scene just with them all together, the ghosts, it was just amazing. Um but obviously don't get me wrong, like it's it yes, it's number one, but it does have some like a few drawbacks like the start if you think about it is very convoluted so like C-3PO and R2 go to Jabba's palace then then they're they're taken against their will because they didn't know anything about it then uh, Chewie comes in and he gets captured and then Luke comes in it just all seems a bit like I think what do you know what do you know what else helps obviously with the comics being released now I'm a lot more aware now that there is actually a a gap of a couple is it a couple of years or a year between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi yeah I, th- I don't know if it's ever it's never mentioned in the films but I think no. it, w- it was and I think they're stretching it as much as they can in the comics um, well I can I can imagine that it would probably be for story sake probably like one or two years because obviously one or two years between the making of the films they would probably just yeah. use that as an example and it's and it's very I think it's very misleading because it, obviously at the end of Empire Strikes Back he, Luke says you know I'll meet you on the rendezvous yeah, point yeah. on Tatooine but that's then you know you've got a gap of a couple of years and a lot has happened and so yeah. I think there's a lot of the convolutedness doesn't help with your sense of like with the disorientation yeah. and and the unknown gap of time and like look we all we all love the Ewoks they were cute but obviously at the end of the day they were a bit like but were oh, they were, no, they, ne- were they necessary they they, they think, were cute think, cute and cuddly right, but were tell they? me this then tell me this right that scene. Where the uh, ATST or the Chicken Walker um, is attacking the Ewoks, mm. and there's that beautiful piece of music where the yeah. Ewok falls over. Yeah. Tell me, you didn't feel no, no, and yeah. you felt they, they, tra- they were, tragedy. Obviously, yes, their they're, they're, they're representation of like a uh, almost a native society. Yes, um, obviously, that's another thing that was like it was a clear representation of like uh, uh, a native society that was being taken advantage, mm. or not taken advantage of per se, but like. Oppressed. Ne- oppressed versus uh, a superior force, but yeah, like, I mean, like it was I said, that age-old classic, wasn't it, of um, of like, kind of nature versus yeah, it's like machine, like, yeah, and also like um, like a last samurai um, avatar esque of how it's like a, a you know like a, a native society yeah. that's like pr- almost primitive, like yeah. they haven't got blasters or anything like they got spears and arrows versus yes. like blasters and stuff. So, I mean, it didn't it didn't bother me. I know some people were just like oh, Ewoks, they're just like that, nah, they're fine, yeah. they're cute and cuddly, right. Shall I go off with number two? Yes, you go on. Right, so number two. This was this was this had changed. This 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 position had floated about in my head, and then after rewatching this one, I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually number two. Revenge of the Sith. So I remember when we went to go see it in the cinema. I believe it was two thousand five. Yes. That opening scene was incredible. Like the CGI behind it was just amazing. Well, yes, okay. It might not 100% stand up to scrutiny now, but I like at the time, at the time it was amazing. With the sunset coming up or the sun it's coming just, up behind just the all the sun. all oh. the all the intricacies of just like the follow the camera angle following these two fighters through an absolute chaotic space scene, and obviously, like I said, space battles. I love space battles. So like like your eyes, they don't know where to look because you can see Venators blowing up. You can see battleships in the corner, like flying around, tri fighters going around, and it was amazing and. Already, like off the start of that, you saw the chemistry between Anakin and Obi Wan, and also mm. Ewan McGregor and Hayden. Like you saw that, um, the the 
lightsaber fights in this film, like while while Revenge of the Sith was good, like they were next level. You had younger actors who were more flexible. You had moves that were just like incredible. I mean, yeah, maybe the the fight between Mason Palps could have been a little bit better. Yes, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what I'm going to say, so that we can continue this discussion, uh, Revenge of the Sith is my number two as well. Uh, <laughs> this, is not, this is not planned. We have literally come together today with these scripts. So yeah, we haven't seen each other's I, notes. I gave him the idea of, like, right, this is episode one. We're going to be talking about this. Uh, just write down your stuff and, yeah, look at yeah. that. What are the chances? I, and I, I just think, it, funnily enough, this one often swaps with my number one I think yeah. Revenge of the Sith sometimes is my number one mm. sometimes it's Return of the yeah. Jedi um, but yeah I think just starting with that space battle I yeah. remember sitting in the theatre yeah you know, it was it was amazing wasn't it like just watching it and the soundtrack like that um, like amped it as drums. well yeah just the, oh, the, the, the drums dun, dun, when they're going in um, and I thought like everyone like, like okay look some of the writing in it could have been better like admittedly yes. there were there were you're breaking my heart yeah I know yeah I mean that's that's just a <laughs> quote some there there could have been better writing but i'm like it is what it is but i think anakin's fall and how it was portrayed was absolutely incredible i don't think you can argue that watching him succumb to the dark side watching him fall to the influence of palpatine and the emperor it's it was just it was portrayed so well it yes. was it was excellently acted uh, you could feel the emotion Absolutely. Brought about by the soundtrack. Yeah, again, just the absolutely. backup. You know, Battle of the Heroes yeah. was, was one of my go-to. Yeah. In fact, when we were playing with our action figures, yeah. I believe you Battle could of the Heroes slap was that on, on the, the background. background. On a CD or a cassette? I can't remember which one. I think it was, I think it was CD. CD, CD yeah, at definitely, that point. Yeah. We'd moved past... Um, yeah, yeah, we'd upgraded our technology by that had. point. Um, but no, I thought... It, and again, like Return of the Jedi... Revenge of the Sith rounded off that prequel trilogy. Amazing. Yes, it's the culmination, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's the most dramatic, I think. Um, and it had that nice counterpoint, whereas Revenge of, uh, Revenge of the Jedi, as it was originally yeah. going to be called, um, Return of the Jedi had that lovely, happy ending kind of rounding off of the trilogy. Um, this, the, this one was more like you knew what was going to happen and it was like, okay. But also it ended it so well. Yeah. And actually it, it led... You know, before Rogue One, it, it led in so beautifully to the to, next to the next one. No. Um, and I have to agree with you. Like the lightsaber fights were incredible. Yeah, you can't. Um, and I the fact, and I'm, I'm, if uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm very certain that both Hayden and, and Ewan pretty much did all their own stunts. Oh yes, I remember watching yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, they, they did everything themselves. Absolutely. Um, and I just think, you know, there, there was that drama to it. Only the CGI, yeah. Because yeah, you you forget that obviously Tim Ware Morrison who played the all the clone troopers he <laughs> like literally copy and pasted. I mean there are scenes. Um, I think the the biggest one that stands out for me is when Obi Wan is briefing the two twelfth, um, and you can see the clone troopers. Well, is and it the two twelfth or is it the five hundred and first? No, oh, no, no, it's he, the two twelfth. He's Cody's, got the, isn't it? yeah, yeah. He's got <gasps> the, he's got the two twelfth attack have battalion. Lost a trivia question. I know, you f- idiot. Um, um, and like you can see. Like you know, they they're, they're very obviously yeah. CGI. Here's his head, yeah. The rest of his yeah, CGI exactly. pajama suit. It is unfortunate. I mean, could that be improved later on down the line? I don't know. I but it is what it is. It's the struggles of like, oh, okay, look, you've chosen a clone army. That's copy and paste, mate. Like yeah. you, can't, you can't like while there are a, a, like you know, I don't know, maybe like a billion actors in the world. Like there's no way you can get all of them that are five foot eleven this weight. True, that can fit into that. So true. Yeah, it's just one of the drawbacks. I do. I do think that 
the movie. Obviously, George Lucas was going for like, you know, he was pushing the boundaries of of techno- technological advancement. Yeah, what, and, what it can and, do, yeah. Um, and I do think that something like the clone troopers, which had to interact a lot with the yeah. environments, I do think that they could have done with having physical armor and actually being there. Because I think, you know, the environments, you can kind of give it a pass because yeah. actually, you know, you can tell that this is what they're supposed to be. But the, the characters, um, I think the clone troopers could have done with it being a bit more yeah. real. But it, it was a harder one to do. But, but no, um, I think, yeah, like I said, the main drawback probably was the Mace Palps fight. Um, yeah, I think I that think... was probably down to Ian McDermott wanted to, oh, and George wanted to have, I believe, I, I remember watching um, a behind the scenes and I'm pretty mm. sure he said that he wanted the fight to feel very personal. So i.e., yes. having the camera as close, close to the faces, you can see the... With the Samuel L. Jackson, like the bulging yeah. veins yeah. coming out of his face. Because you could see like even he was like, like well, Mace, Mace Window at the time was angry. He was, yeah. he was, you know, he just watched like three other people just be cut down. Yeah. Um, but obviously that means that you're going to have to use Ian McDermott close up up close and personal and he might not have that yeah exactly <laughs> but it, you know what it is but then i think that was redeemed with the yoda fight like, yes i thought that was incredible and, and as i well. think what what would have benefited i think um not to jump the gun but how i would have tweaked that fight um is i think it should have ended in the office hmm. with you know on the window ledge uh, but i think there was probably scope where Anakin was running through all that enormous hall. I think yeah. there was probably scope for some kind of battle there where you could have had wider shots. Um, because I still think the Yoda fight felt personal because you still had those close-ups. Yeah. But I think it would have been the fight would have benefited from a bit more space where you could demonstrate. Because let's face it, um, Agent Cola, I think it's Agent Cola and not the other one. Sacy's um, uh, tin and Sa- Kit Fist, though. Yeah, or your favourite Kit, Kit yeah, Fist, though. Kit Fist, though. They, they, um, needless to say, they it was pathetic. They just laughed. they, they, yeah, they had their um, rear ends handed to them. Yeah, literally. Um, and it wasn't very convincing. Whereas I think if you had, and I'm thinking back to like the Clone Wars now, where you know um, Palpatine dual wields the the two lightsabers, where he's fighting Maul and Savage Opress, oh, yeah. um, and you've got that space, and you can really show off how intimidating. Yeah. Um, both Mace and the other Jedi sword masters, not yeah. just masters, they were Jedi like sword masters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were like they they were like full on Jedi Council members as well. Cause yeah. Kit, Kit and Sacees were both on the on the full Jedi yeah. Council. And I think that you would have been able to demonstrate their abilities more. Yeah. Then you know. With the manipulations of Palpatine, bringing them to where he want to his battleground, yeah, then killing them, and I think you could it would have been better that way. You would have got a more, um, it would have been more impressive and more yeah. believable, and you wouldn't have got yeah. those hammy like yeah shots. But no, overall range of the Sith was amazing, and I think do you know what? I think the runtime was actually justified because I'm pretty sure when I when I clocked it the other the other day when I watched it it was two and, uh, just over two and a half hours and I think that that was it fits. two and a half was it two tw- uh, two twenty something like that yeah it was around that kind of mark and, and like that gives you enough time to express to go into detail to you know go through everything and we're not d- taking into consideration General Grievous I, I thought he wasn't he was, oh, he, was he was he was a cool like he was a cool bad person bad absolutely guy. he was absolutely. he was underrated. Like at the time, yeah, and I think you know they could have gone really hammy with it, but actually, they didn't. Um, I think they could have done how he was in the uh, Gendi Tartarovsky. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, the the 2D animated clone. There was that 
Clone Wars. Yeah, thing. yeah, the, was, the one in two thousand. It was more kind of menacing. It was almost kind of creature of the shadow kind of yeah. thing. But do you he know, he was big as well, wasn't he? He was, he was big. Yeah, but it was so you know so impressive. Yeah, um, and just the CGI yeah. of him was really really yeah, good. Yeah, I thought it was really um, good. But yeah, I mean, I think I think, and actually, the common thread there between Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith is Palpatine. Yeah, and the darkness. And yeah. I think those you know it's, they're they're incomparable. Yeah. To to the others, I think not incomparable, but they they stand above the others yeah. in my mind. Hundred percent. Right. What is your number three? Now this could be a. Is this going to be three for three? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know because okay. this one, this one is always hard because there are others that I have fond m- memories of. Mm. But this one is 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 yeah. It's the Empire Strikes Back for me. <laughs> so that's, for you, that's three for three. And I just yeah. think it's you know it's. It's it sets up the story. Yeah, it does. Um, you've got the amazing locations of Hoth um, and and Dagobah. It introduces Yoda, who is one of the best characters in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of the the learning, and you've still got that element of darkness to it. I seem yep. to like darkness. I don't know yeah. why. Um, you know, the lightsaber fight was it was good because it was the first time. I mean, we obviously we'd seen Return of the Jedi. I think I can't remember whether I saw. Return the Jedi first, or oh, should no, Mum would have shown us in order, hundred percent. But um, you know, Empire Strikes Back was the first one that we saw where it wasn't an old man and half machine person yeah, yeah. fighting. So it was that kind of you. But had you that... could you could also tell that Luke was untrained. Yes, like, there was that element of noviceness, if that's no, even a yes, word. Noviceness. Um, but you know, it, it was just and you know, Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> now, are you are you in favour of the Tim Ware Morrison? Yes. voiceover tape as opposed Absolutely. to yeah. it was I've, no disrespect to the original actor no but I think, I think for it, continuity it worked it fitted better once Attack of the Clones came out it was yeah. much better to change it because otherwise you were left with that question well well, hold on what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. Um, and I just think you know it's really good the the iconicness of him of what of, he looked of, like of yeah, him. and time. I think it was really good because obviously this was and a bit of mystery as well because yes. he had very limited screen time everyone was like it was very this much, person it was very much um Oh, what's his name? Uh, the man, funny enough, the man with no name, Clint Eastwood. It was that uh, kind of yeah. mysterious cowboy, don't say much. Yeah. And, and let's face it, he if it wasn't for this film, we wouldn't have something like The Mandalorian. True, true. Um, and I think, it, you know, Empire Strikes Back is just is, is brilliant. Yeah. So um, yeah. Go, going on to, like, so obviously because our, mine is also the same. So with Empire, it perfectly, so my point was, it perfectly represents the middle story of the hero's journey. Yeah, like it literally does. You have episode four, which has the introduction. You have episode five, which has his almost his failings and his setbacks. Yes, and his learning, which then goes into the his like his his success in the last one. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I feel like this template in episode five has now been used is the go to. Like whenever there's a trilogy. Like the middle one, in the, the middle one is the yeah. Empire Strikes Back of. Yes. you know what I mean. That's yeah. just it, because it is because it's the bad guys win. Like literally, they do. They force yeah. the rebels out. Luke loses. Luke is crippled. Han is captured. Like everyone is morally like, or everyone is more, like you know the, the morale is demoralized. Just, demoralized. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Um, and I thought there was brilliant character development for Luke, Han, and Leia. All three yes. of them had good character development. You saw that Han. While he was still selfish, and because at this point he's in the middle phase of do I stay and fight or I've got to pay off this bounty? I'm still mm. a smuggler, but then I'm a fighter. Uh, do I like Leia? Do I not? You know what I mean? It's 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 
that development of him of of his moral struggles inside you've got layers one of which of like oh is this guy even good for me blah 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 all kind of that and then luke's obviously luke is the main one because he's learning all these new new abilities from yeah yoda who when he when he is introduced it's it's that scene where he he's acting like a like a little cute old man and then he's just like it's that sigh like what yeah it's that it's that (laughs) sigh of like because he because he's like he then starts talking to obi-wan yeah it's just like i can't do you really want me to do do it with this guy it's just like jeez um and i think to be honest with you i think a lot of people were as a negative point people were probably a lot a little bit fed up of c-3po i feel like there was a lot of him in this but i think that was more of him being a comic relief but i I, yeah i think it's a dark film that needed some comic relief but actually i think it was do you know compared to some of the other films calling general hugs (laughs) blimey um he was used really effectively. It was very mm. character comedy rather yeah. than slapstick. Hey, look at me! I'm falling over. Yeah. Whoops! Yeah. Banging my head on things. Um, <laughs> I also thinking about what it introduced to the, the the kind of the lore of Star Wars. It's very mystical. You know, we had this idea of the Force in in A New Hope, but mm. actually, this film is the one that developed it. Yeah, it, it, it fleshed it. it fleshed it out, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. and I think you know. What you know, you're you love the the starships. Yeah, yeah, I love the force, the religion, yeah. the you know the the, the mysticism and of it. Not to mention this one also had some iconic soundtrack uh, sound like oh. iconic music, like the asteroid field, the that Imperial was, March, Imperial March. <laughs> Literally, you can't you can't even go wrong with that. that was, Which I I can't you know it's this TikTok thing, isn't it? Oh, I was this years old when I found out. Um, I remember vividly going back and going, hold on a minute. Imperial March isn't in A New Hope. You know, yeah. for, for years we'd go around, do, do, yeah. do, because we're just like, oh, that's, that's, that's Vader's that's theme. That's theme, yeah, yeah. Not in the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's not in there, is it? And so it introduced that theme. It was fantastic. Obviously, we first introduced to the Emperor. Yeah. Um, good old Palps. Yeah, while well, in, I think, what is it in the original? Like, he looks like he's he's like been stung by a bee or it's, something. It's, it's quite swollen, um, isn't it? It's a chimpanzee face superimposed over um oh it was it was a lady yeah. it was superimposed <laughs> over a lady with clive ravel's voice i think it was it was a necessary change in there in uh yes well that's the famous scene isn't it that every every time george lucas releases a new edition of it, that it, one it, it changes it, yeah. so you had i mean personally i think i prefer the one where it's the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because he, he and I think the final version that's like on a Disney Plus, for example, is the Episode Three yes. style. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what we would call chunky pelts. Chunky pelts. <laughs> <laughs> he's slight, you know, he's fresher. He's yeah, yeah. Recently crisped. Recently melted. Yes. Okay. Right. So moving on to number four. This could be a four out of four. We don't well, know. Let's see. Okay. So I put a new hope. Yeah, that's four out of four, ladies and gentlemen. Four out of four. Completely unscripted. Promise. We're supposed to have differences here so we yeah. can discuss them. But, well, I mean, I suppose that will come in later on, innit? So, oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, right, so obviously, like, let's face it, without New Hope, you don't have Star Wars. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just facts. Like, it is the first, well, it got changed to the fourth. It doesn't matter. Like, it is literally the, the, the be-all and end-all. It is the start of it. Like, you can't have Star Wars without New Hope. And it wasn't, like, it was cool like oh, when, it, it, when it came out in the 70s like you could imagine the hype around it like i've seen i've seen pictures of like outside cinemas and stuff queues going like around the corner and stuff absolutely. like that absolutely i thought while he while it kills me a bit like a harrison ford i 
I thought Alec Guinness was amazing as, as Obi-Wan. But I, it kills me that he wasn't really invested in it as much as he could have been. Because obviously when he was coming back for episode five and episode six, obviously he was only, he was only doing it for the money, which was very, very sad. Well, yes, but also I think as George famously says, <laughs> call him George, like he's my friend. Yeah, no. um, as, as got, Lu- got him on WhatsApp. <laughs> as George, yeah, George has just told me. Uh, but, you know, George has said that once, once they escaped the Death Star, Obi-Wan had nothing to do yeah. because it then became the young people's story. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Obi-Wan was the way of transitioning from the old guard, the old generation, to the new guard. And Disney could have learned from that. <laughs> um, what? Um, so there is that element of he's not needed. And I yeah. think, you know, what would he have been doing? I think it's always that... He would have just that, been on sat, sat on Yavin, like, just like going, use the force, Luke. Use the force. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think it would have been a case of, you know, he's stuck there doing nothing. Yeah. And it, there is that classical trope, isn't there, of, of like, very much like Gandalf. Yeah, an old, um, an old mentor character. The old mentor passing yeah. the torch to, yeah. to the younger ones. And I think it was necessary. Um, but obviously then they, they had to bring him back for some exposition yeah. and yeah. changing the points of view. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, the character in itself was very cool. He was very mystical. He was very... Actually. He had an aura about him, which was very cool, uh, and I think everyone enjoyed. Um, and he was British. Yes, he was very, very <laughs> British, very well spoken. As oh, well. He was, yes, very well spoken. And he, and he brought that gravitas to yeah, me because gravitas. it was all young, unknown people, yeah. apart from people like um, you know Will of Tarkin, yeah. played by. Um, oh Gregor- blimey! Uh, I was about to say Gregory Rush then. No, no, uh, not Gregory Rush. <laughs> God, how have I forgotten it? I can't believe it. Peter Cushing. Peter there we Cushing. Go. Oh. Oh, good yeah. friends with Christopher Lee. Yes, indeed he um, was. But yeah, um, you know, it, it was good to see that he brought that kind of that weight to it. Yeah. You know, a, a trained actor, theatre actor. I think he, he is one of the underrated bad bad guys of the Star Wars franchise. Oh, Peter Cushing. Yeah, well, yeah, Tarkin, Tarkin. in general. Yeah. I mean, while he... I mean... You don't you don't see many evil acts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like blowing up a planet with billions of people. That that is very evil. Yes, don't get me wrong. But like in a short period of time, like that's one act that he does. Whereas like obviously he's been in the empire for X amount of time. Mm. So it's nice that I presume he will be get more flushed out in other series. I know he's. I think in, you mean flesh, not flushed. Flushed, flushed out. Yes. He will be flushed out. <laughs> yeah, he will be more fleshed out. Um, like in things like uh, Bad Batch. I know he's already in that. I remember. Yes. Um, uh, right. So also. The Death Star trench run, like oh, oh my, like that is is it's iconic. It's amazing. I mean, the the from the technical perspective of how it was filmed, mm. uh, the CGI around the time, oh, it was just incredible. I remember, like as a kid, like it was just like I want an X wing, I yeah. want a Tie fire, and I want to just like pretend my living room floor is the, is the Death Star. You know oh, what I mean? Brilliant. It really was, and and I think that's one of. The Death Star trench run is one of those examples of when the CGI improvements yeah, were necessary. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Um, and I think, you know, the, the improvements, I mean, it's just, it's, it's iconic. Yeah. Porkins, the, <laughs> yeah, and then the music starts. And that's the thing. Most of that Death Star trench run doesn't have music. No. It's purely the, the sound effects of the atmosphere, yeah. the computers inside. It's only once... Uh, is it Gold Leader? Red, yeah. Gold uh, Leader? Uh, Red Leader. Red Leader. Well, yeah, once... Yeah. Um, Impacted he, on the surface. <laughs> uh, once he goes... We, we will quote it a lot. Of, like, oh, we will yes. quote a lot of Star Wars until the Absolutely. day we die. Um, 
But no, yeah, then the music swells. Stay on target. And, yes. um, yeah, and then the music swells, and, yeah. it's, and it's just incredible. Yeah, just it incredible. Was. Um, I thought the chemistry between all three of them, in terms of Han, uh, Luke, and Leia, i.e. Uh, Mark Harrison and uh, Carrie, I thought the chemistry between all three of them was incredible. Uh, yeah. From when Luke meets Han in the cantina on Tatooine, chemistry. From when they rescue Leia, chemistry. Like, that shootout in the prison, in the, um, in the, in the prison blocks, like that, you could just feel Cell the chemistry. AA twenty-three. Yeah, that one. Oh, God damn! <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to tell you off the top of my head what it was. Like you could, you could feel the chemistry between all of them like, already, and it was, it was well portrayed on screen. Um, and obviously, I know that you know they stayed, they stayed best pals for like many, many decades. Yeah. So, um, one thing. So, on my, I remember for about uh, two years. So, one, one of the most my favorite scenes is obviously the twin sun scene. Oh, yeah. So when when that the the music is swelling and you've got Luke. Like on one knee, leaning over his like little pit on Mos- uh, in in the on, in Tatooine, and you just see those two sons. It's just like that's just I, I had that as a wallpaper on my computer for like years yeah. because it was just such an amazing shot. And I think the music again, going back to John Williams, yeah. Star Wars wouldn't be Styles without John no, Williams, hundred um, percent. At least to start it. Obviously, other people like Kevin Kiner have done a fantastic job. But I think without John Williams, no, it's it's, it's not it's not Star Wars, is yeah. it? Um, now, obviously, look. As as time progressed, he like George, he he had new technology access to him, um, and obviously there were what I think there was like four re-releases of the original trilogy. Yes, if well, I'm you not had, mistaken, there you was had, one in '99, there was one in 2001. Special editions. Oh, <laughs> there was so many editions. Yeah. Like I understand why he did it because obviously he's got new technology, but like there were there were some scenes in there that were, like, were not necessary. Do you mean like the um, the Ronto walking past the camera taking yeah, up the entire that was, shot? That was stupid. Yeah, that the, the Jabba scene because the CG, the CGI was ropey well. and like him just walking over his tail yeah, that I was think just, that was shocking that was something that I think probably could have been kept out did, didn't they also CGI in Boba I don't think they CGI'd in Boba I, no I think they did did I, they I'm pretty certain they did I'm going to have to google that yeah maybe. have a look because I'm very certain in the 99 one he wasn't in it and then obviously as his popularity skyrocketed mm. he was then like like I think CGI'd into the back I'm not I'm certain it's the look he gives at the end like as he's walking out he just looks at the camera yeah, and just, then looks away. It's yeah. just like it's a bit unnecessary. Yeah, there, I think it was a lot of those early scenes that were the unnecessary ones. Um, and it's the it's the choices that I question as well. Like, why? What benefit is there to some of these? How can we? Shots? How can we not forget the? Oh, the the. Uh, so for audio listeners, I'm 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 mocking the. Uh, the CGI jerky movement, motions, the, yeah, the CGI jerky movements that they added in for Han when he was on, on like sat sat down next to Greedo to avoid him shooting it's first. Like, it's just like well, he didn't need to do that. It's just silly. No, and I think having Han shoot first sets up this initial character of I'm a scoundrel. I'm yeah. looking out for myself. The more you have um, Han Solo portrayed as that at the start of the film, the more impactful it is when he is selfless and saves Luke at the yeah, end of yeah. that film. Yeah. And I think it was important that that stayed there. But, you know... Yeah, it's very, very... I mean, sick. I'm sure I saw a picture of... Was it George Lucas on set of The Mandalorian wearing a T-shirt that said Han shot first? <laughs> um, or is it Han? I, I, Han, Han, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't um, but, yeah, so I... I, I that was some it, of the changes were because I think again that one went through different phases. In in one of them, they had Greedo's Greedo's bolt missing. Then mm. there was other ones of just like the timing. It was yeah, it was unnecessary. Right. Yeah. What is your number five? Right, my number five is tough. This is 
because now we're we're bordering into like the new era. Well, not only that, but there's a lot. There's still a lot more to like to deal with, and now we've got to float them around in terms of what where they sit in the list. Yeah, and so. these these ones are harder to place because I think there's good things about all of them. Mm. Um, I have put Rogue One. <laughs> have you have you put that as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I put Rogue One. And I think five. it's tough because I now now I actually probably enjoy Rogue One. The fun factor for me is probably a little bit higher than A New Hope, mm. but I put A New Hope higher purely because without A New Hope, yeah, you don't have that. You don't have the enjoyment. No. You know, Rogue One really feeds into your enjoyment of of A New Hope. Yeah, um, the music was a bit of a letdown to begin with. Was it Michael Giacchini? Uh, Giacchino, yeah, Giacchino. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It's grown on me since. Yeah, I think. The I think bi- it was because people weren't used to it. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, and I think the biggest letdown for me, not the biggest letdown, but the biggest disappointment was the music for like, um, oh, uh, what's his name, um, the, the spiritual man, um, uh, the blind man. Oh, um, oh, geez, man, look at that. Our uh, old age is. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Donnie Donnie Yen's character. Donnie Yen's character. Yeah. yeah. Um, the music for that was lovely. The yeah. Guardians of Guardians the Wills. Guardians of the Wills suite. Oh, yeah, was that, was, that was really beautiful. Cool. Yeah. And then you see the Death Star and you see Tarkin. Yeah. And there is no Imperial March. Mm. There is none of the... Old then Imperial March would have been formed off of Vader, which it does have. Very, very well, yeah, but then that's that, that, I think that, that was... three seconds. I oh, know, but then I think that three seconds still does have impact, you know what it I mean? It does. But then I would also be looking for the... Dun, 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 you know, that, that kind yeah. of... That was awfully done. I'm not a singer. Um, <laughs> but that kind of familiarity to make yeah. that link, you know, you've got, I, I don't know, it was missing some of that, like in Solo, where you see the Star Destroyer, they have that iconic music playing. Mm. They didn't have that. And I felt that was what was missing. But otherwise, oh my goodness. It's an amazing. Can you remember? Because I remember when me and Rob went to see it in cinema. Now, one of my positives for this film was some of the CGI. Now, a lot of people slate it because they think that Peter Cushing's like representation of Tarkin, like the CGI, isn't mm. good. But I tell you now, when me and Rob were sat in the cinema, our, 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 we, we I ha- thought they'd done our some jaw, kind of witchcraft. Our, our jaws are dropped. <laughs> I we were thought they'd like, been oh brought back. Yeah, we were like, this is incredible. Like, I, we, I was, I was speechless. I was like. I was. I tell you what. I was fully expecting where you see his reflection. I thought, okay, that's cool. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just yeah. going to have his reflection. The, the turnaround. We were. And then I, turned around. I'm pretty sure we looked. We looked at each other. And we were just like, yeah. And I, I distinctly remember. Um, I saw it with my wife. Yeah. I think Emma was there. Yeah, wasn't yeah. she? And at one point, I, I looked at her and I went, "That bloke's been dead for forty years." Yeah, he's been dead since like '99 <laughs> or something, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. It's, it's, I say forty years. He's not been dead for forty years, no, but no. Do you know, he's he's been dead for so long, and it's. It was, those, it was those tie-ins. So I, I said that those tie-ins were amazing. Yeah. So so there was that. There was obviously Layers 1, which was I thought was still good. And and that had particular impact because I think that was the year that she died, wasn't it? it was yeah, December. 2015. Yeah, and yeah. I, was it 15 or 16? 15, 16, one of those. And, and I think yeah. it was, that was the last film that I watched, the last line, you know, yeah. Hope. Yeah. And then we learned of her yeah, passing. passing, and I think yeah. it, it the CGI is a bit dodgy. But do I mean, you know what? I, I don't know for that it's for, not for her, considering obviously the screen time was literally like what, like five seconds, yeah. not even that, compared to Tarkin's one, which is like more of a more of a character that you need in this kind of time frame. Yeah. And do you know what I think that makes this film so special? No Jedi. There's no lightsabers, barring barring Vader. There's no Luke. There's no Obi Wan. There's no. It's it's normal. So I literally it's normal people. These are these are geezers who are soldiers. They are veterans. They are, 
you know, as as um, what's her, her st- well, oh God, literally, I'm so unprepared in terms of like characters and stuff like. That. What's her name? Jane uh, Erso. Jane Erso. Like she's just she's someone who's trying to survive. Like the I thought the the characters that they had, they were perfect for the roles because these are they, like I said, these are people that are soldiers. They are you know they they're not they haven't got a lightsaber to help them they can't like force push someone a mile away no. they can they all they shoot on or they die but what i did enjoy was that this is still the star wars universe 100% there was the mysticism yes you still felt even though the jedi are gone you still had the echo yeah like, like Jeddah. Like, what, what was this Ch- planet? Chirrut Imway was his name. Chirrut I've Inway. just had to Google it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but do you know, it was just you still felt the presence. Yeah, because you were like when when um, Cassian is talking about them, they're like, "Oh, yeah, the Guardians of the Wills." I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was sat there. I was like, "Who the hell are the Guardians of the Wills?" Like, what? Who are these people? Well, Obviously, you, I'm sure it would have been explained in some lore and stuff, but I I hadn't. Well, funnily enough, I think the first draft of A New Hope was like a Star Wars, and it was it, it was called a Star Wars taken from the Journal of the Wills, oh. and that's where they got the Wills from. Yeah, but I like like I said, um, and also it deals with the darker side of war and conflict. Yeah. So that opening scene with Cassian, where he's with his his I don't know what he's like associate colleague, someone else, a spy. Yeah, and. He shoots him. He just drops him yeah. because he knows he's he's either going to get captured and talk. He can't save him, and and you immediately get that feel of like, oh blimey, like this is this is like the rebels are the good guys here. Like, mm. why is he why is he just killed someone? It's the desperate measures that are needed. Hundred yeah. percent. And then I think the fight scenes were incredible. So going from Jeddah to um, Edu. And then all the way going to Scarif. Scarif. That Scarif fight was incredible. Oh, beautiful. It was. The, the the set piece I can't remember whether, I feel like they filmed it on Hawaii I'm not no I'm not 100 percent certain so don't quote me on that but the the topography of that land was amazing it was a perfectly set scene um, the land battles were, were brilliant like in terms of like all these these scruffy guerrilla fighters um, and Saul Guerrero who you know that was one of the first times that they had taken someone from outside canon which yeah. was um, yeah, I believe he was taken straight from Clone Wars, wasn't he? Clone yes, Wars had come out before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before Rogue One, so they'd taken him. And from... And it was a young, and it was a young Saul Guerrero in the Clone yeah. Wars as well, yeah. Uh, who they recently brought back in Bad Batch in his younger form, yeah. And it's just fantastic to see them kind of making those links. Yeah, I think what, what one scene that stands out for me is literally when the hyperspace scene. Uh, I think it's on like a POV over an X-wing, and it literally they drop out, and it, like there was there was an element about it that. You could tell it was CG, but it looked like they were props, yes. which which really represented like a new hope and all that kind of stuff. Because obviously back in those days, it was you, you couldn't 3D render a model. It was you had the physical model and you, you yeah. whipped it around the environment. And that's what I loved about it. It looked so good. And I think what that, that probably links into something like Battlefront, where they actually scanned in the props, didn't they? Mm. There was a lot more photorealism yeah. uh, with the models. And it was just fantastic. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, actually, yeah. It, was, it, it looked so yeah. real. But it was so technically beautiful and advanced. Yeah. So, like another other scenes they brought back. So they had the Doctor and the the Doctor Revazan and Pond- yes. Pondo Baba. Pondo Baba on that. That was very cool. Like there was a lot of fan service, but the fan service worked. Um, yeah. There was Gold Leader and, and Red Leader. Oh, that was incredible. Again, again, that was like literally like a second Absolutely or two. Incredible. <laughs> but it it brought it in. It it looked amazing. What were some of the other ones? Um. 
I, d- I don't think there was many more than I that. I mean, we got to see Vader on Mustafar, which was oh, bit, that was very cool. The only planet they didn't name because nobody needs no one needs an interruption to know that yeah. name. You and know you know the, the lore it sets up that he's got a castle on the very plains where he became Darth Vader. Uh, that you know they've was, set it, was up. that was that confirmed? Is yes, that, oh, it's is been it? confirmed. Yeah, in the comics. Ah, oh, okay, because I knew that had been going. That had been floating around. Yeah. It's like a like a oh, is that, that where was, it is? In fact, I think it, his castle is built over the water over the the yeah. lava fall. Yeah, yeah, and it's oh, it's just so beautiful. Um, and obviously, one of the big things as well is you've got Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa. That yes, beauty, that was the nice. The tragedy what? of that scene is like, I have a friend, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. send. And it was that nice bit as well when they were around in the command centre and he just steps forward from the shadows. Oh, and, and the force like, theme. You're just like, oh, oh the force theme comes my out. My guy, oh. my guy. Um, but obviously there were, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a perfect film. So I knew that there was production problems. So I, the problem is, right, so because I enjoy the film so much, I can't sit there and go, right, so the director was sacked, I believe, 80% through the film. Um, I don't or was think it, was it, it, was was it post-production? Ga- uh, I think they finished it. It was during post-production, I think they did reshoots, extensive amount of reshoots. It was Gareth Edwards that did it originally, yeah. and then they brought somebody else in, but rather unlike with Solo, where it was, who were the two people? Uh, Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller said, nah, stuff this, we're out. Yeah. Gareth Edwards worked with... Oh, I wish I knew the director's name. What with the new one that took him over? That yes. took over. Because like, like the problem is the bit like there is you know there's that scene in the trailer or there was a scene in the trailer where they're all running on the beach and you can see Jin's got the plans like yeah like that hard drive and um, like obviously that got cut and obviously that was part of the main like like stuff. Um, so like for me, I can't I can't sit there and go okay that looks like it's a reshoot like that looks like it's a new scene that looks like it wasn't meant to be in there. I I struggle with that kind of stuff and I'm looking at it going, okay, was that scene? Yeah, it's meant not like to- a Suicide Squad where suddenly the the main guy's got a different haircut. Yeah, or it's, anything like that. Yeah. It was quite subtle, and I think yeah. because Gareth Edwards, I think it was Tony Gilroy, oh. the guy who took over, um, they had that collaboration, and I yeah. think there wasn't any. I don't think there was as bad a blood. I think probably what happened was it was quite dark. Yeah. I think it was probably too dark with well, I mean, I mean, slaughtering people at right centre. I mean, I mean that, that, but then that scene was incredible. Like that, that oh. atmosphere, the terror, the sheer fear. Like, you, like as soon as his his lightsaber ignited, you could see those rebel troopers. Like they're just like, mate, we're done. Like, what, what are we supposed yeah. to do against that? Like that to this day, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, now. just you just think about it. Just, you just yeah. brilliant. And that was one of the bits where actually, do you know what? I didn't mind not having the Imperial March no. doing that bit because actually that was incredible music. But I was going to say because that I feel like that music instilled more terror. Absolutely, like, it was that was something out of like a slasher film. Not oh. because of like the gore or anything it, like that. It was, it was, a was psychological yeah. terror yeah. and the. Um, it's the awe of it Inevi- as well. Inevitability like, of it. He's not running at people, like jumping around, like jump scaring and He's literally just walking towards them. And actually, I would say that scene, up until that scene, my thoughts on Vader in that film had, just like, been, yeah. had been a bit questionable yeah. because I don't know what it was. Obviously, it was wonderful to have James L. Jones back yeah, doing the voice. But I think it was it was the fan service, wasn't it? I think that's but partly. I, I loved having him in there. Yeah. It didn't look like him. Yeah, like obviously the suits looked a bit. The suit looked a bit more fuller. It looked yeah, and, and the way he was walking. I think obviously David Prowse had such a specific way of walking with him yeah. that actually it didn't look. He almost floated, whereas mm. with with Vader in the the original trilogy, he swaggered, didn't mm. he? He had that kind of force behind him, and I think yeah. something was missing there. Um, and so it didn't quite fit until that scene, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it, the, the the problem is with that film. It's that because there are a lot of characters, you don't have that much time to flush them out. 
flesh them out. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying. Yeah, just, you don't have time to flush them away. Um, no, you don't have enough time to get to know them. Like I think with Jin and Cassian, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But Chirrut and his his buddy, there was Riz Ahmed's, um, uh, the, the pilot. Um, now, don't forget the portcullet. Yeah, portcullet. I mean, again, that wasn't really necessary in that film, was it? It was it's a bit, a bit of a bit. But then people complained about that. But it was like what two minutes of screen time? So like, relax yourself. It, yeah, it's two in, minutes, in the long like, in the long run, in it the grand scheme as... of things. But it's a shame because obviously I think, and then oh, how can we forget like um, the the droid? How am I? How am I oh, K two S O K two. He played was, amazingly by Alan Tudyk. Yes, he was incredible. Like you had a C three PO, which was like a comic relief, like. That was kind of um, silly, not silly humour, but it was si- humour at the expense of yeah. um, C-3PO. But yeah. now you had K2, who was very sarcastic yeah. and very dry. Humor. It reminded me a lot of HK from the KOTOR series. Yes, 100%. yes, absolutely. And I just, oh, he did a fantastic yeah, job. I'm really looking forward to him hopefully being in season two of Cassian uh, and or the, the, yeah, the that, that would be show. cool. Because it was the way, the way it was just like, yeah, like you said, like the sarcasm of him. But then as soon as he got shot, Spoilers alert, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this film yeah, from many many years ago what, what's wrong with you <laughs> Joker um, he gets blown apart and I think I remember sat there in the cinema with you and I was like none of these guys are making yeah, it out yeah I was like if K2SO if this beloved character yeah, is making like, it out they're all gone I was like yeah none of them are making it are they yeah. they're gonna die and I think actually reflecting on it just you saying that I don't know about how you feel Jin Erso is not the most likeable character in this film but then I think that is betrayed because of how she was raised. I think I think she I think the the actress played her well because of the fact that she she's got no real cause. She she's got no real she's loyalty got, to the yeah. cause. She's just doing it because of the sake of her, her dad, you know yeah. what I mean? And like also, can we talk about Mads Mickelson? Like, oh. mate, like he was, he was actually kinda like while again, brief, brief screen time. He was a cool character. He was, absolutely. And actually, it was so... It was It was the line of, they call it the Death Star. Like, the way he said oh. that, I was just like, it's it's a different take on saying, just like, oh, Death Star. Uh, the can, Death can we Star. also address the fact that actually, people mocked A New Hope, going, well, why did they build a giant hole in it for it to be blown up in? This explains exactly. it. Exactly. And, you know, you've got one line in dialogue in, in the, the opening credits of A New Hope, they've stolen the Death Star plans. Yeah, and they've made a whole film out of and that. And it's just... It is yeah. the big. It's the best film that's ever been made to fill a plot hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, I thought. Yeah, as soon, like like I said, don't going back to everyone dying. Like he died. It's like no, no one makes it out, which is really. It, it, but then it brings it home to like the fact it's that you different. Know, yeah, yeah, and it, and it which it, is a real shame because yeah, like I said, I start you start, by the end of it, you you feel for um, Jin, you like Cassian, you cheer up. Like you don't want him to oh, die. I think Ch- on reflection, Chirrut is my favourite character yeah, in, that, he was cool. in that film. So obviously, in in that film, they they create the the saying, "I'm on with the force, the force is with me." Yes. So I was playing the Old Republic ages ago, and they they introduced that line. Like, Did they? Yeah. So there was the, like one of the one of the latest DLCs that came out on it. Um, there's a, a fight with a boss. And he, like, like he has all his like your main character has all the allies that come forth, and he uses that line, and I was like, oh my god, that's actually amazing. That's so sick. They've that- also used that in Clone Wars, 
Um, yes. Series series seven with um, when when Ahsoka's trying to find the Rex's chip, mm. um, and she she repeats it. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Mm. Oh, it's just you know it's yeah. it's these little strands of connectivity. Uh, so bind did you did you together. so wait did you say episode uh, did you say number five or did I say number five? Uh, you said it. And then we both agreed on it. Yeah. No, no, uh, I said it. I okay, so number six. So you said number five, so I should say yeah, number six. You, you okay. Now, the, <laughs> this could be interesting if, if it's... A, so I've gone for The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> oh, oh, you couldn't make this stuff no, up, No, you, you? you couldn't make it up. Like, we do have... I promise, guys, we do have differing opinions. There must be. There, there, yeah, well, I'd like to think so. If we can get a whole... If, imagine if we got a whole list and they're all the same that would be mad um so obviously this came out in cinemas in 1999 mm. like before the turn of the millennium which is mad um, i would have been four you yep. would have been more seven. like seven yep. so you I, I can't so i can't remember off the top of my head going to the cinemas oh and it. i can rem- i can remember coming out oh is it i remember because spoilers qui-gon dies yeah. um i remember coming out of that Heartbroken, shocked heartbroken. and heartbroken <laughs> and I felt empty inside yeah. I think I think the characters of the Phantom Menace were cool I thought Qui-Gon Jinn like Liam Neeson was amazing as him like, I wish I wish we had more of him um, Ewan McGregor as a young Obi-Wan perfect, perfect. literally Absolutely you can't perfect. perfect and do you know what Jake Lloyd got a lot of, a lot of slack a lot of stick story a lot of stick um, but his portrayal of a young Anakin Skywalker, it wasn't it wasn't bad. No. I th- yeah, I think the question would have been raised is do we need to see a young Anakin Skywalker? But I think the thing is we, we were seeing yeah. You and I think to. it was peop- the the people's problem with it is it, it, it humanizes Vader. Yeah. Um and you can you can never imagine little Jake Lloyd Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. I slaughtering think, the people what, in Rogue One. What was the um there was that that cool promotional material of Oh, Anakin. the shadow. Yeah, and then on the silhouette on the hut was of Vader, and like yeah. you just think, oh my word, how like this this is where the mystery was. Oh my god, I want to see how this kid becomes that evil maniacal yeah. Sith Lord. Like what? Um, but, but you just think about everything else it introduced. Coruscant yeah. that hadn't been established in no. canon at all. No, um, just the idea of a Jedi High Council, the the organization, the Senate. Yeah, the, so, the galactic organization. I think a lot of people. I think that's what people got turned off by. Like people didn't like the politics of it. It became very but political. Um, the problem was that sets it up. But I would say Star Wars has always been political because it's been about a and tyrannical it, regime where people are rising up against that tyrannical yeah, regime. Yeah. I, I would say Star Wars has always been political. It gets more spiritual towards the end. Yeah. But it's always been about um, injustice from a dictatorship and a tyrannical government. Yeah. But I mean, like we had this idea so the the original trilogy came out there was this empire so when they start talking about a republic you just like oh hold on a minute wait how how does it go for, again it sets up a mystery like how does it go from a republic which is a democracy mm. and obviously we love democracy <laughs> how does it go I to love an love democracy i love the republic how does it go from that to an empire you're like whoa hold on a minute but the problem is like unless you have an uh, an audience that has an understanding like when i'm a kid I don't know. I'm not going to know the difference between an empire and a republic. You know, no. I mean, that comes with age and understanding and how and the process works. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, you know, obviously in... Yeah, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? But I think it was just fantastic that they went there. And I think yeah. I being older and, and having watched it, you know, with a, with a more worldly view, I suppose, and, you know, world 
more aware of you yeah i definitely appreciate it more yeah definitely um i thought there was great use of practical and cgi effects in this one yes it was it was that time frame where the cgi is getting there but then we got to use some practical practical and actually there's a famous quote i can't remember who says it dave filoni said it Hmm. there were more the, the 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 film with the most the star wars film with the most practical effects Phantom Menace. And people often go, oh, the CGI is horrible. Um, Well, it was new. You know, 2000s, what what other films were around in the 2000s that had graphics like that? The battle droids looked real when I was, you know, looking back. Do you remember, like, I remember, like, when we were kids, like, we'd go into Toys R Us. Oh, the toys. There was a toy, basically, there was this, oh, for those of you who don't know, like, I'm pretty sure it's shut down now, isn't oh, it? Oh, tw- yes, rest in peace, Toys yeah, R Us, in, 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 in Britain anyway. Yeah, it, um, the, you would go into this this giant toy store and you'd go around the corner and like there was this section where they would set up a specific film that's coming out and all its merchandise and literally this corner had like just everything. Star giant was Darth Phantom, head was... Phantom Menace stuff. Oh, mate, it was amazing. Beautiful. It was brilliant. But like, yeah. They it had the little comlink, uh, the, oh, the chips. Yeah, yeah, they were amazing. The Do you remember the, um, the battleships? Like game that we yes. that we got mother still has that i know she does oh my god <laughs> we could probably flog that for a bit mate that's probably some like we could play a game of it on here oh my god. <laughs> that'd be amazing um yeah like and obviously one thing we're missing out on is that that lightsaber fight at the end like oh that's if you if you put it? episode three's lightsaber fight and episode one like it's it's minuscule in terms of which one comes out on top like and you I think, had this double bladed lightsaber which you'd never seen before oh the introduction you, of the double yeah bladed you never lightsaber. saw that like that's new you had a, a, a 2v1 situation, which was amazing. Like, Ray Park knocked it out of the park, Absolutely. literally. And let's not forget Peter Serafinowicz. Uh, Fer- I can't say his name. Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. Um, who did the voice. Before before it was um, Sam Witwer, it was it was Peter Serafinowicz who did the voice. He dubbed the voice of Darth Maul. I thought it was just Ray Park. No, no, no. no really? They felt Darth Maul... Uh, they felt Ray Park had to higher voice to oh, really? kind of cocknier voice so they oh. actually they oh, I recorded. always thought it was him no it was Peter Serafinowicz because yeah. um, he was a short fellow like when you look at Ray Park he's, yeah. he's got to be like 5 foot 8 5 and foot 9 something Ian, like that he's shorter than that I think because Ian McDiamond isn't a tall man either is he yeah. Um, but yeah I mean it was just it was an amazing fight amazing. scene yeah there are kind of I think the aliens in some of them they use controversial accents I think the Nemoidians probably would have benefited from being slightly more um, actual using an alien language. Yeah. Um, but then I think that, that does make it harder for kids to follow. Yeah. Um, but I think there were, there were some dodgy choices there. But even Yeah, some of, the, some of the writing, not the acting, I think, was probably the issues with that mm. one. Um, the pod racing fight. Uh, pod race was amazing. Like, that, that was... Absolutely. Do you know, I'm trying to, like, put it in perspective in terms of, like, what it felt like in terms of a race. Like, there are not only were like racing scenes out there in films where you just like... The only one I can think of is one that I've only ever seen once, which is the chariot scene in Ben-Hur. I was, do you know what? I was actually thinking that as well. <laughs> there was there was something about it, yeah. Yeah, there was, it there had was, that real tension. Yeah, 100%. It was, it was a cool setup. And props to Ben Burt, the sound designer on that, recording the engine sounds. Yeah. And like, again, like the Death Star Trench run, um... That pod race scene doesn't have music uh, up until the point where right. it's just Sabulba yeah, and, yeah. and Anakin. To, to create that atmosphere, to create that tension and, of just like the, the sound. the music is the engines. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, literally. It's like it, it, it's it's probably what it feels like to be like a, a NASCAR race. Yeah. 
or something along those kinds of lines. Formula hearing, One. Yeah, hearing the, hearing the rasping noises of every style of engine. And but in then, the theatre, when, when Sebulba's engines come up yeah, behind you, Anakin. Yeah, that, that loud thudding, you just feel like, oh my God, these are like huge. Like, what, what the heck? That's like a V8 versus like a one litre, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh. Um, I mean, we have to talk about Jar Jar a little bit in terms of like... Jar Jar what, is one of what those... Was the, what was the decision behind that? Because like... See, I... I didn't mind Jar Jar. No, as much. I did. I didn't. I could understand why people I think got annoyed we with him. Younger. Yeah. I think if you went into it, this was, you know, the Phantom Menace was my first theatrical yeah. exposure to yeah. Star Wars, and I think I didn't mind it as much because, in my mind, yeah, it was funny. It was. You know, I don't even think it was funny. I just think it was. Oh, that, okay, that's comedy. It's a bit silly. Um, oh, look, there's an, you know, there's an amazing lightsaber fight. You know, I yeah. think it was kind of overshadowed appropriately. I actually find some of the usage of Jar Jar in the Clone Wars more annoying. Is it? Actually, uh-huh. I, I find, um, yeah, I think I think the tone, the problem was it was it was your expectations and, and the expectations of the older generation. They're going into, you know, the, uh, the, the Phantom Menace. They're expecting... Shakespeare, yeah, and, and, they they're, get, and they're not they getting, get that. Yeah. You know, they get the, the childlike element, but you know, it was for it's it's supposed yeah. to be for twelve year olds. Yeah, Star Wars is for kids, as George keeps yeah. saying. Our buddy George, good old good old George, which is why we're just big kids. We yeah. never grow up. Yeah, but no, I mean, it was it was a very cool f- scene, and I have I suffer ooh, I suffer from thalassophobia, which is the fear of like deep water, and. I think that probably it probably comes from the the underwater scenes. There's always a bigger fish. Yes, that literally. Ooh, yo 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 But that's even mine. then, that like that was even though that was brilliant. Yeah, and it was it was beautiful. It was it was realistic. Yeah, and yeah, just and we, we, one thing we're not talking about. We're not talking about the set pieces. Like Naboo, that looked incredible. Oh yes, filmed what? in Italy or Spain, some of it I think. Yeah, with the palace, the, yeah. like literally, like that, that, that. The set pieces there are incredible, and it, and the uh, the famous is it Casualty or Holby City veteran, um, uh, or what's his name, Hugh Quashy or or Rick? I want to call him Rick, but I don't know if his name, Captain Panaka. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely astounding. Yeah, he really was, good. Very, I loved him. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, but no, like that 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 palace, the palace scenes there were amazing. Naboo was cool. Um, yeah, introduction to Coruscant, a planet that mm. that is an entire just one city. Amazing. That's cool. The concept of that. I um, think that had only been introduced in a. I can't remember whether that had even been introduced in a book, because there were the the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. I'm sure that that might, might have mentioned might, Coruscant. Yeah, probably but must I, have. I, I, like only in name, but yeah. in passing. Um, there was something I was going to say, and I've forgotten it. Ah, terrible. Something about it. But no, um, yeah, set pieces. Uh, it was nice to go back to Tatooine. It was nice to see Tatooine again. While it wasn't, I don't. It wasn't more Eisley. It was more Vespa. If I'm not mistaken, yes, which made it different because you're yeah. not revisiting. Unlike the Mandalorian, where you go, you see the same shot. Oh look, there's where everyone stood. Yeah. And you know, it, you, it was a bit go too to much fan place. service. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was like, hey, we're on the same planet, but we're going to show you a different bit. Yeah. And I think that was brilliant because actually, it it did allow you to get the scope of the planet. But also bring something familiar. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, right. What is your number seven? Right, my number seven. Now, this is this going to break? Is this going to break? The I don't know. Th- these these are the tricky ones yeah. because this has gone. I've done this for the feeling it gave me. Okay. The Force Awakens. The streak continues. <laughs> I, I too. Purely because you know, start. We thought Star Wars was 
was finished after... Dunzo. Yeah, after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then it came back. And it was incredible. The trailers, the hype. Yeah. I remember, you know, I was working in a shop at the time and I remember going on a break and watching the trailer on my phone. Do you know what I remember? I remember, I, I literally put this in, in my notes. So I remember I was in a lot of the, like it was, I was in Spoons. So there was a Weatherspoons, the pub basically in the UK. And they had a TV on the thing. And I remember just sat there having a drink and like just the scene of the falcon flying through the th- like they're just like the news report and it was a new the, the motions yeah. that you had during the asteroid the chase new, the, the new the familiarity new, yeah there. the new trailer of of the new star wars blah, blah blah and to be honest with you i thought it did bring back a good feeling like i was yeah. sat there going okay cool i new, can't wait to go yeah back a new star wars it was very nostalgic like you think oh wow it's coming back it's coming home but obviously <laughs> different style um but yeah it was what was it 2015 Yes. So yeah, we we hadn't had a Star Wars for like ten years. Ten years, which yeah. is a long time. So like this is a big reintroduction. I I thought some of the characters were quite cool. So like Ray's character, and I like the way that a lot of them were British. While while John <laughs> Boyega had to put on an American accent, which is really annoying because he's got a very nice British accent. Um, you know, there was Daisy Ridley as well, mm. relatively unknown. And I think that was key. I I do think yeah. that was key. Um, and I think. You know, just thinking back to that trailer and going yeah. back, to, linking it back to the Phantom Menace, where you had the reveal of the Darth Maul double-ended yeah. um, lightsaber, uh, <laughs> double-sided, double, double-ended, yeah, double-bladed, double-bladed. Um, seeing Kylo Ren's lightsaber, yeah, you know, that, the, the you're like, saber, like, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah, that's different. Hold the phone, yeah, um, and the the possibilities there. Yeah. I think it, it was the wonder and the possibilities and the yeah. mystery. It opened doors. It did, yeah. um, and it made you wonder about the past. You know, it had some mysteries there, um, and you know, it was good to see the original cast. Yeah, apart yeah. from one. Yeah, um, and I think that is where the biggest flaw for me is is there like in like I was saying in a New Hope where you had the old handing on to the yeah. new i didn't you, feel yeah. there was enough of that you were like you you needed you needed the old to help the new yeah and, and i and i suppose th- this criticism is is of the sequel trilogy as a whole not specifically of the you know the force awakens but there needed to be a bit more of the collaboration between you know luke han yeah. and leia yeah. chewie and i think that was missing but yeah. you know the wonder the the storytelling possibilities. It was, you know, the new characters. Kylo Ren was an engaging new character. Hux seemed, you know, very. You know, there was very, potential. <laughs> yeah, there was potential. Um, you know, and but, I felt like going back to your well, talking about your Kylo Ren. Like up until a certain scene, you'd just seen him with his helmet on, mm. so you thought, "Oh, this guy's evil." Blah, blah, blah. I thought it humanized him so much. As soon as he took his helmet off, and Adam Driver is just like he's just a guy. Like yeah. there's no mangled scars there's no robotics or anything like he's just a, a guy he's just a normal he's just a dude yeah you know what i mean so it humanized him so much you're like whoa hold on a minute why is this guy but so that evil? made it so interesting because we've had the masks mechanical yeah. in you know inhuman villain mm. invader yeah and i think it was so good to have this conflicted almost the opposite of anakin who is dark but he, he wants to go to the light he feels yeah. the pull of the light um and yeah i i think it was very compelling. Yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't perfect. Um, and you one, rip off. Yes, what? literally. I think. <laughs> Another death star. Yeah, literally. I think everyone looked at it going, like, "Why? 
Like, mm. what are you doing? Like, I think JJ, whether that's a lack of creativity on his side, I don't know. I uh, yeah. But I th- it was very uninspiring to be like, oh look, it's just another Death Star. It's like, what? Come on, man. Uh, and also the way you they trivialized it, they were like, oh, we've we've blown up one Death Star. What's wrong with yeah. this? You know, yeah. you know, this is a planet killer. This yeah. is a solar system killer. Yeah. And I think uh, I love the name Star Killer. Yeah. Harken back to the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Um, the fourth, the fourth unleashed. The fourth unleashed. <laughs> no, understood. Um, I do think that there needed to be more build up to Starkiller base. Yeah, and actually, maybe that should have been around for the whole trilogy. Well, as revealed a, at the as end. a little teaser for everyone, in a future episode, we're going to be talking about how we are going to fix some of these sequel trilogies. Mm. And I think one of the biggest things I'll hint at it now is changing the Starkiller base to something else not a doomsday weapon I will say that I think if it was a different situation or a different facility I think it could are you thinking like Starforge like in KOTOR yes yes rather than it being a doomsday weapon which is exactly like the new hope you change it to something else you change it to yeah something other than a giant space laser yeah a giant factory a yeah. uh, I don't know some, something along those kinds. Some of kind of you. Could, I mean, you could go very mystical. I'm thinking now of the Darth Bane trilogy, where there was a, a kind of world-ending bomb. It was a Sith bomb. Yeah. That they did a little ritual around and yeah. ended. Or yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. with Yeah, like there were possible thought. there were possibilities, and we can go into that in detail. Too much familiarity. Yeah. Um, Ray being a Mary Sue. Now. I don't talk nec- to me, brother. Talk to me. I don't necessarily agree that she's a Mary Sue. Do you not? I do. I think she's a Mary Sue. I think. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what scene does it for me? It's when Finn sees her getting kidnapped, or getting kidnapped, and she just all of a sudden just flips on this mode and just beats the crap out of them, the, the guys. And I'm just like, which one? So when they're on Jakku, yeah, he's just taking his sit, his drink. And he's he's running through the tents, and he sees Ray. That there was these two guys that mm. going after the BBA. Oh, and the and she, yeah, yeah. And he, and he, she just like just flips on a switch and starts beating her up. But and like, I, I think there was no premise for that. There was no, there was nothing to say. Okay, this girl is like a martial arts. She's got a level of martial arts or anything like that. It's just like where did this come from? It, there was no setup for I it. I see where you're coming from, but what I would say is actually that that scene. It's nothing, you know. It's a minor gripe. She's she's. It demonstrates that she's been raised on a hostile planet, and is capable of defending herself. We're not seeing like yeah, but then like she's I, not doing Donna Yen, Chirrut in yeah, kind of. I get that, but then like the, there's no, there's been no premise for that. Like you haven't seen that. You haven't gone. What would you see? Would you? We, what would you want to see? Some kind of like training montage. Yes. Well, not a training <laughs> montage per se, but again, linking into how we would fix it. Give her some kind of like mentor. So, for example, you know how she lives in that attack? Mate, mm. maybe she lives with like an old geezer or something and she does like training with him. So then just a minor thing where I can be like, okay, well, that explains why she can beat the crap out of those people because she's got some geezer training them. Like, boom, a scene like that, that could be like two minutes, three minutes, slap it in there, mm. mate. And it already removes the fact that she's almost like a Mary Sue. And I think the other scene, it really gets people. The James mind, Bond? Yeah, the mind control scene. It's yeah. like... And I that's think it's like it comes from nowhere. Like where, 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 where like what? Did you read it in a wiki article? Like well, how, how are you then all of a sudden able to do this? You're like accessing like every restricted a firewall so you can access it in your head. Like you know yeah. what I mean? It's like what? And I think this is where the lack of um, creativity, a lack of planning. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Because if they were going to go, 
from the if they knew which they didn't from the beginning that she was going to be Palp's granddaughter <laughs> spoilers guys <laughs> spoilers um then there needed to be a scene during the mind probe that yeah. Kylo does of her that kind of because for me that's the point when her abilities are unlocked and the force awakens within her mm, yeah but i think there needed to be something Rather than just the shaky hand, there needed to almost be a visual there yeah. where you can see, again, flashes of her past, yeah. flashes of, you know, who she could, a very familiar hooded figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that would then go, ah, oh, okay, something's been unlocked. Yeah. And then maybe you would see... Skill her. point achieved. Yeah, <laughs> level up. Yeah, exactly. And then I think there needed to be subtle things to build up to yeah. the point. Because how does she know to just say it? Exactly. It's just like, what? She hasn't seen another Jedi do it. Yeah. Because there hasn't been anyone else in the, in the film up to that point. Has she heard of it through tongue and mouth? Probably not. Because tongue and mouth? <laughs> what, mouth and whatever, whatever the terminology is. You foot know what I mean? Foot and mouth. No, that's <laughs> no, but she hasn't heard about like, oh, yeah, the Jedi could control people with their minds. Yeah. Because obviously she's been stuck on Jakku. She's like, it, it's rumours to her. Like even like going on, like when she's introduced to uh, Han and she gets, she gets the information about the Kessel Run wrong. Because obviously, again, it's just... It's all it's, legend, isn't it? Exactly. And I think what they needed to do there was was make it more natural rather than, you will let me go. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, let me go. And it's and like, then, and it then, almost like a questioning. Like, like a statement, just like, yeah. you know, just just like you would naturally say, oh, let me go. And then he'll go, yeah. okay, I will let you go. Yeah. Do, do, and I yeah, think... I, that, ed, that adds an element of, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, and then her, her shock and surprise yeah. rather than, it seems more predetermined. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I, I definitely think the... The force abilities, she does seem more like a Mary Sue. Yeah. I would say the her physical abilities, I'm I don't have a, a problem no. with because she's grown up on a yeah. on a harsh planet with you know bandits and scavengers. Yeah, uh, it's more the force abilities. I think there needed to be more connective tissue. Yeah, because you know, we didn't know who she was, even if it's just she can hear things like yeah. what you know he reaches into her mind and suddenly she can she's aware of things yeah she can hear what people are thinking yeah. or something like that and mate poe was underused like the first opening scenes with him like you got an element of sarcasm a little bit banter with him he seemed like a cool character and actually r- good humor yeah good humor yes. yeah not like, for his mother yeah that's but, not the kind of human no nah, it was it was so who talks first you talk yeah first? yeah yeah that's first? what i mean like you've got an element of okay he's a, little, he's a bit of a sassy guy and you, you had the kind of bit k2 of so, yeah, yeah bit of k2 so like, humor. we just we just didn't really get him like he you saw the bromance between him and finn like f- like blossom yeah. like when they're in the tie fire that's a cool scene and then what like literally like they crash down on jakku we don't see him again till he was very till, much till uh, Takadano, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's a massive gap where you don't, you don't like. And he's, and obviously, he was one. Him, Daisy, and John were among the characters and the actors that were this this new trilogy was based upon. And you get like ten minutes of screen time. Like, come on, man, you can do better than that. Yeah. Like, use him, utilize him. Yeah, and I think it was tricky because he was originally going to be the one who died quite early on. Like mm. Harrison, like um, I think Han Solo was supposed to die in an early stri- script of, of A New Hope. He was supposed to die quite yeah. early. I think it was a similar kind yeah. of thing. Um, can we talk about railings for a minute? Railings. Because <laughs> no construction site ever would construct a bridge that narrow and not have railings. Ah, but here, here's my question to you. Maybe it wasn't a bridge. Maybe it was simple, just some racking for some piping. 
Who knows, mate? Who knows? Support beam. Yeah. That's the main support beam. Yeah, exactly. It's a support beam. Um, <sighs> it's holding everything together. Yeah, it, just, it kills me that like you could tell Harrison just really just wanted to do it for a paycheck. He didn't care. Like let's face, like he was di- his passion for Star Wars is different than someone like Mark. I think he yeah he does it for the paycheck. Don't don't come at me like Harrison like with some kind of like defamation of character or something like, like Harrison's going to be yeah. watching. <laughs> like I, like you could tell like he just like he wa- he wanted to die. I mean it was it was it was the death he always wanted, and I think yeah. I don't think it was necessarily a wasted death. I think it no. was narratively it was a good move. Yeah. I think the execution of it, it was flagpoled. As soon as he went out there, it was flagpoled. I have to say, they redeemed it slightly with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I did did like that scene. You know, it works. At the time with Force Awakens, it was like, but they made it work, and Mm. I feel like it worked better with the counterpoint of, of Rise of Skywalker. And it was annoying as well, because there was an element of, is Finn's character going to be a Jedi? Mm. We don't. We didn't know anything about that. I mean, I don't think they knew. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they knew. They were just they were just winging it. I did like the scene where the where the lightsaber just like flings past into into Ray's hand. That was that was very. That cool. was brilliant. The music, the original yeah. Don Williams force theme music. Yeah, that, was, that was very cool. I mean, there was a lot of talk of whether it should have been Luke on that planet, wow. and that should have been his moment to arrive, and you know, it flung into his hand. And then I, again, I don't know. Like unless they would have done something like in the Mandalorian finale where they would have had like an X, like you would have seen an X-wing like fly past or something like. That. I think I feel like there wouldn't have been much set up for it. No, like where where I, does he I, come from? I agree. That would have been a giant plot hole. Of like, that, how did he know? How has he got there? That might have then led quite nicely into a different version of Last Jedi. Yeah, maybe. Where then he takes her back to Acto. Yeah. And kind of trains her mental. So I came here for you. Yeah. He felt the Force awaken within her. I'm writing this right now in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, what I think. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, right, number eight. Should I do my number eight or do you want to do... Did I do... Uh, I think, no, I did I did Force Awakens. Yeah. You, you so number, number eight, eight, I put Attack of the Clones. Oh, we have differed. Oh, oh the paths a, have diverted. We, we finally got a different one. Holy moly. Right, okay, so yeah. I put Attack of the Clones like... It was a bit... It was divisive. It was very divisive. Um, but like some of the scenes in that, like the assassination chase scene, like... That that sequence was really blooming good. Like you get drawn into it. Who are these people that wanted to kill him? Uh, like you know, like finding out all this kind of information. I thought that was that was cool. Also, what a lovely different side to chorus on the dark, seedy yeah, side yeah, of it. Exactly, really, really seeing good. seeing like scummy like back alleys and stuff like that. It was a very well acted, well put together scene, um, and I love the dyna- dynamism, dynamics, dynamics and dynamism between Obi Wan and Anakin. It yep. was a very brotherly relationship. You could also see the conflict. Yeah, it was. It was that scene of is that, that opening scene of where they're going up the lift, and he, he can tell that he's nervous to see uh, Padme again, and then I like, talk about falling into a nest of Gundarks and all that kind of stuff. You it's fell like, into that nightmare, master. Yeah, I literally. You. Like, okay, yeah, maybe the writing was a bit meh, but like you could tell the chemistry between the two of them. Like you could tell yeah. that this wasn't that a was fa- them this, on point. Yeah, this wasn't a father son. This was a brother brother. Yeah. You are my brother. No, <laughs> like you could tell, you could tell that was there. Um, I do understand that it was a very bit of a slow film. Like it was, there were elements where it was like a. I think the first and second act were a bit slow. I think it needed to be though. Yeah, because it was a lot of setting up for yeah. stuff. And I think because a lot happened politically, you had yeah. to introduce in the ten years between this you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, yeah. you had to introduce the idea that there's this this group of of. 
dissidents. Secessionists. They wanted yeah. to leave. Um, you know, I can't remember what Secede. the word is. Separatists. Yeah. They wanted to, to, to divide. Hmm. You had to set that up. And obviously you had a line in episode four about that my father fought in the Clone Wars. What was the Clone Wars? Mm. What does that involve? Oh, well, it involved clones. Right, we need to set those up. Um, but I thought the last 20 minutes, like the last 20 minutes of this of Attack of the Clones was amazing. I think after the Droid Factory, because yeah. I, I have my issues with the Droid Factory. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, yeah. With, you know, I mean... Too much slapstick comic relief almost. Well, it's not, I mean, Natalie Portman herself, like she said, oh, it's so hard to know what I'm doing because yeah. I'm just running through these blue things. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But as soon as you get to that arena, yeah, the I'm arena scene, in. yeah. <laughs> how, how to quote um, the Lord of the Rings uh, like production team? It, it, they used a bigature, so it mm. was a miniature uh, arena, but obviously it's scaled up to look yeah. big. Like oh, I thought that was amazing. Um, the introduction, like you've never, like again, this concept of you've seen one on one and two on one Jedi fight. You had never seen like a mass this brawl. Was an army of this were literally like lightsabers igniting all over the place. You had like 50, 60 plus Jedi's fighting around. You could see that they were technically outnumbered. Mm. Like you could see the struggling because how many of them died, but it was so cool. And I think it's also in reflection, it's important because we didn't talk about Order sixty six at all during our little no, discussion about true. Revenge of the Sith. That's but true. actually, I think this sets up the fact that the Jedi are not invincible. Yes, you very see true. Jedi die yeah, with easily. enough numbers, they yeah, die. Yeah, um, and I think it's so important. It's, it's that last shot when you, they're all like huddled together. There's only mm. like twenty or twenty or so of them, and they just so happen to be the best ones. Yeah, you know, obviously, <laughs> the obviously. most famous when you got yeah. Ala Sakura. Yeah, exactly. Cocoon. Yeah. Like Kyrie Mundi, like literally, like none of like it, it. You're like, oh my word! Like they they started out with like hundred plus whatever. Mm. There's only like twenty of them left. Like, ooh, ooh, but dear. it brought a level of seriousness because yeah. if they'd have if they would have wiped the floor with the droids, yeah. then you would have gone like, well, that's a bit stupid. You wouldn't have it? believed Order no. sixty six. No, exactly. Um, and can we talk about Christopher Lee's Count Dooku? Oh, 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 like absolutely incredible. The, the I think the scene that gets me is is when he's trying to convince. Obi Wan, when when Obi Wan is suspended, he's trying to convince him of everything. Such, such, a such brilliant a acting, pivotal brilliant. scene, pivotal scene. Because actually, he's telling the truth. Yeah, <laughs> for once he's telling the truth, and obviously, naturally, Obi Wan doesn't believe yeah, him. Of course, and you know that has repercussions throughout. And you do know? know what? I would love to see. I would love to see some. So. Yoda trained Dooku and Dooku trained Qui-Gon. Yes. So I would love to see that kind of di- dynamic story at some point. Mm. I would love to see who could play a young Christopher Lee, who could do that, who could play a Dooku. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, so that last 20 minutes, the last the fight between um, you know Anakin Obi-Wan and him, and then obviously ending with Yoda's fight. While that was very hard to do, because you can understand, like you, mm. you you're not going to be able to do like a, a a proper human actor versus like some kind of ball that like you interact with. They did it very well, considering all the situations. I th- I think it was very impressive, considering this was the first time. What was it, two thousand three or something like two thousand two, something some, two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, something like that. You would never have thought technologically. And plus, like we've seen Yoda, but we've never seen him fight. No, like this. This was the first time we'd see him do. And actually, this was the first time we we forget to mention. This is the first film where they had CGI Yoda. Yeah, because technically, in the first one, yeah, when it was released, it was a very puppet. strange yeah, it was, puppet. Yeah, the puppet, and then it, that got edited to, in the, for the yeah. Blu-ray release. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, so we'd never seen it before. We we don't know how it's going to happen, and you could see that even he's like like nine hundred odd years old. Um, he's, he's still bouncing around the place, putting up a, a, a fair strength, and you can see the power of the force within him when he's oh absolutely when he when he stops him from. Stops that like pillar thing smushing them. 
Um, but obviously, yeah, again, I mean, it's, it's number eight for a reason. There are some dodgy parts on it. I mean, the romance between them. Is, yes. I mean, I, the, I don't the know. Floating if you, fruit. I don't know if you. Oh, God. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Have you. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter recently. There's a lot of the. The meme. A, the meme. The, the, the picnic scene. There's a lot of memes going around. Yeah. Like that's been. I don't know why that's that's blowing up now. There's so many memes <laughs> going on around it. Um, but no, I mean. It was. I don't. It's a tricky one because I don't think it was poorly acted. I think it was poorly written. Again, yes. I think George is. Ro- I truly, deeply love you. Yeah, I. I don't think writing is his strong. Suit. Well, no, no. I would say. I would say writing is in the the, the overarching story. Yeah, that's but fine. I think dialogue. Dialogue wasn't his thing. Dire. Yeah. He puts the dire in dialogue. dialogue. Yeah. I think it could have been. It could have been better. And I wish we saw more Django. Like. The scenes that we got with him, action, cool. Again, you're like, oh, hang on, this is he's a, mm. he's a blue and silver version of Boba. Oh, look, there is a young Boba. Oh, I want more. But I, do you know what? I actually think because Boba was such a mysterious character, it was good to have an element of mystery to to um to him to Django. Yeah. And I think it was portrayed brilliantly. Yeah. The echoes that now. You know, the I'm just a man making my way in the universe. Yeah. To <laughs> again, that, that, again, that that memed that it, got memed massively because of the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, it's just it, I think the links there are just fantastic, and I, you know, he's a brilliant character. Yeah, um, it was. A lot of people had a problem with you know Boba, played brilliantly by Daniel Logan. Yeah, coming, having an origin story, much yeah. like they had an issue with you know child toddler Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. They didn't like seeing Boba Fett. Um, as a as a you know as a, yeah. as a kid. So, what is your number eight then? This is this is where we can well, finally ask this question. What, see, is, what my, is your number eight? Well, my number nine is Attack of the Clones. So okay, I so wasn't was, too far no, off. No, but no. my number eight is Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Because okay. I actually, as much as I hate the Canto bite stuff, it's awful, and Finn is wasted in that movie. Mm. I love the Luke Skywalker stuff. Okay, and I think it's. It echoes, because obviously, again, Return of the Jedi is my favourite film. It echoes Return of the Jedi so wonderfully. Yeah. It's a beautiful send-off. Yeah. I I would say you couldn't have asked for a better send-off for that character. Whether it should have happened in this film or not, it was a beautiful send-off of pacifism, not using a lightsaber, not literally staring, you know, facing down the entire First Order. Yeah. It's the throwing away of the lightsaber. Yeah. And I think... It echoes beautifully the exile that um, Luke had gone through. That Luke went through. That Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, it's not Anakin. Uh, Yoda and Obi Wan yeah. went through. Um, How almost mentors are, are destined to to live alone. Yeah. Almost, yeah. And, and it's that idea. It was that scene with Yoda is is brilliant. Yeah, when, you know, yeah. When he's trying to destroy what, the tree. Yeah, they are what. What is it? Uh, we are what they grow beyond. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And and. You know, I just think that is is such an important message that people fail. Yeah, and we learn mistakes are acceptable. Yeah, yeah. And, and pass on what you have learned. Yes, your your knowledge and wisdom, but failures. Learn from your failures. Yeah, I think that is such an important part of the story that you know people are like, oh, where's my where's my Luke Skywalker? You know, ignite the green. Yeah, and I think there's a place for that, but this is this is a. Uh, a human character. Yeah. And I love the fact that you have that echo of, of Luke holding the saber over Kylo as, you know, as he was holding the saber over Vader. Mm. Do I need, what do I need to do to stop this, Va- you know, this, yeah. this Vader-like character? And it's ha- it's it's that almost, 
two different a different point of view. Mm. So Ben is laying there, he's seeing his master ignite a lightsaber, but then Luke's gone it, he's ignited it, but then he's questioning it, going, Hold whoa, 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 hold hold fire. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? And and I, and I love and, that. And that split second of like, Well, it's too late now. You yeah. you've set a course. You've set All a path. I was left with was um what was it? All I was left with was shame and consequence. Yeah. And and I just I absolutely fantastic. Um and I think if I, I would have the last Jedi higher if it was just the Ray, Luke, and Kylo stuff. If it was just the Canto Bite stuff, it would be at the very bottom because it's awful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. But I mean, in, in hindsight, it's, it is only... Because this was a long film. This was over two, was. And a, two and a half hours. It was less than 10 minutes of screen time. It, was, it felt a lot longer. It felt a lot longer, but think, it was only 10 minutes. But then you're also taking into account DJ, waste of time. Yeah. Don't join. Don't join the film, mate. Yeah. Shouldn't have been in there. Um, you had... Rose, who was a lovely character, but I again poorly written. I just I don't what think was she was involved in the way that she should have been. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chewie was virtually non-existent in this film. He yeah. had nothing to do. Apart from meeting a pork. <laughs> yeah, and I just it, so I, it, I do have my fr- criticisms. It was frustrating. It was frustrating. Snoke was brilliant. I liked yeah. Snoke. Um, I felt. But again, that was another one that was just misused, misrepresented, mis- I, yeah. m- miswritten. I think there could have been more done. Again, Again, something that we can fix, potentially. <laughs> yeah. I think there's more that could have been hinted at, like some kind of... Pal- now, yes, I know they used the Palpatine theme. I almost think that scene was too much of an echo of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But, you know, to the, oh, let me show you the fight that's going on outside. Yeah. Um, but I thought the twist was good. Killing him off was a shock. It would have been more effective if there was build up towards it going, there's a higher power out there somewhere. Yeah. Or, you know, a communication. You see Snoke talking to someone. Um, oh, hello. Um, but yeah, I, I, for the Luke, Kylo, Ray things, yeah, I absolutely love it. What did you think about for Skype? I, I didn't mind I it. I didn't mind it. Because actually you had, there was a pr- there, there was precedent set in like the comics. That was, there was a thing there anyway yeah but also it was the idea of um you know Leia and Luke could talk to each other across distances you know when he's hanging from Bespin Leia could hear him Vader and Luke were talking to each other I think there was precedent set for that um what I and I I also really like the way people like oh you know with Luke's force echo and and you know force teleport you know whatever it was um there was that had been suitably set up where Kylo had said, "You can't do that. The the effort would kill you," mm. and I think that was really set up nicely. Very true. Um, yeah. So, what's, what's your number nine? My number nine is Solo. Interesting. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, so at nine out of eleven, and the two ones that I haven't talked about, unfortunately, through the power of deduction, you can guess where they are in the list. Um, so, Solo. I actually thought Alden Aaron Wright's, if that's if that's how you pronounce it, um, his portrayal of Han and Lando, uh, Han was very good, and then yes. um, Childish Gambino's portrayal <laughs> of uh, Lando was also incredible. I thought their dynam- the, the the dynamic between the two of them was well acted, was well portrayed. I thought he was a good. He wasn't a good like, because there's uh, it was a good personification almost. Of of Har- of Harrison Ford's mm. 
um, Han Solo, and it was very, very cool. Yeah, I have to say, I didn't have a problem with it. No, I didn't. I knew that people were like, oh, he needed acting lessons and all this and that. I was like, mate, shut up, mate. But what's like, the film? Ewan McGregor didn't... And I, 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 The difference being, Ewan McGregor was playing a much younger version of... of Obi-Wan. Yeah. But he didn't act like Alec Guinness. No, he didn't. He didn't try and do an Alec Guinness impersonation. impersonation. Yeah. And I think that was right that Al- Alden Ehrenreich didn't do that. Yeah. And I think... Because you you've got to do your own... Like, you're an actor. You've got to yeah. do your own, like, twist on it. And there were times when you could tell that that was supposed to be Harrison Ford. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get people's... I think people are too stiff-minded yeah, when it sometimes. comes to that. Yeah. I thought Chewie was very nice in it. I thought he was... He was an amazing... Like, you, he was definitely more prominent in this film. Yes, and and that was very refreshing after he He's has not, a minimal role in the prequel in yeah, the sequel trilogy, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. He's so, just there for fan service almost to a yeah, point. Yeah, he, he's the dog. He becomes yeah. the dog rather than the companion. And I think yeah, in in Solo it's so nice to see him get more of yeah. more attention. And I thought their relationship how they're introduced while it's not like an ideally written situation, I thought it was quite. It's very. It's very nice. It's yeah, very, but the a, idea that he way. frees him from slavery. Yeah, exactly. Would have liked some kind of mention of a life debt. Yeah, but that's, I, I feel like it is mentioned, isn't it? Not? It might be mentioned somewhere in a comic. Yeah, well, but I, 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 I feel, not in the film. I mean, there was there was throwbacks because obviously there was there was talking about uh, like that first heist scene when they're trying to rob the train obviously there's a bit set up before that where they're talking about contacting like Bosk and all that kind of yes. stuff Zam Wessel or the Wessel sisters I can't remember what it was there was one oh was there a Wessel sister yeah I, I think I, I, I think if you listen to it I think it was one of the because Zam would have been long dead wouldn't she yeah that's what I mean that's what one of the uh, I think something along those kinds of lines I can't remember um, and set, again this is another one where the set pieces were, were visually stunning like that train scene yeah. was incredible like that was it was it was beautiful and I remember watching a video talking about the CGI of the explosion and how mm. that was actually done underwater, and it was like an underwater. Oh, really? It was yeah. an underwater explosion, um, but that like it was it looked so cool. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars in the Star Wars franchise. Oh, perfect, brilliant, brilliant, really, and really good. Literally, he plays the outlaw so yeah. well. Um, Jarvis as a bad guy. I mean, <laughs> do you know what Paul Bettany? Sorry, I do apologise. I mean, he, I liked, he was different. He yeah, was different. he had that. I'm a gangster. I yeah. don't know whether the fight had the same impact on me because you know it's like you know think about it like a video game. You've got yeah. the big boss at the end, yeah, yeah. and with like a Darth Maul, he had that. You could believe he could take on these people. Yeah, and I suppose it was almost like he's brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, and I felt like it would have been better if it was some something slightly different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I really like Dryden Voss. He had Dryden that. Dryden Voss, actually, I can remember his name. And it was Voss, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really had that good he'd kind a, of... He had a menacing, menacing, he was menacing aura about him. Yeah. He was smarmy. He was, he was, he was the kind of villain you'd expect to yeah. have in a solo film. 100%. Um, but at the end of the day, I think no one really asked for this film. Like, no one was crying out for a solo origin story. No. I think that was the big thing that let it down. And can we pause for a moment so I can vent my absolute rage at that stupid scene where he says, I'm on my own. Oh, oh. Solo. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to mention it. It was a bit like... I mean, how different would it have been? Here we've got our, the next Star Wars film is... Loner, yeah. Star Wars story. Han Loner. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, it was it was a bit like oh you've just done that for a quick yeah a I quick I, thing. I didn't need that and it, no. it, it just you know you there are some things some things that you do need explaining yeah indeed. some things you don't yeah and how someone gets his last name yeah I think 
people would have been more wanting to see a Kenobi film standalone than yes. a solo one at the time. Um, and and actually, the, uh, the it was prob- a tricky one. I think the problem is if this was marketed and if it was tweaked slightly to be more like a his scum and villainy a Star Wars story, I think the reception would have been better. You know, you've got the the kind of the scum and villainy. You know, the bounty hunters, the the kind of the unpleasant side of life. Yeah, that would have been a really compelling story. I would love to see the next part of that story where they go to Jabba's palace. Yeah, um, because I think that would be really really good to see. Yeah, um, and also we've got the love story as well. Like Kira, aka yeah. Amelia Clark, while she is an absolutely stunning actress, like it was a bit like. Came yeah. out of nowhere. It was, it was an, it was, it was something that humanized Han as a character. But yes. it was a bit like at the end of the day, eh. it it was it a was, good it was way. Ve- of, it was very meh, meh. It was, it was a really good way to show why his heart had hardened. Yeah. But I almost wonder whether it would have been better if it was a brother sister relationship. Mm, yeah, potentially. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's just occurred. Um, so obviously that was that was my number nine. What's your number nine? Well, before we move on, uh, my number nine. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. My number nine was Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. we talked about that. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul. That that brief little cameo was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's gone nowhere. Yeah, unfortunately. And I think it needs with with the stuff that we've had in Clone Wars, it would have benefited from going somewhere. Yeah. With the idea of he's got this whole criminal underworld. Uh, I mean. It was fantastic to see him. Yeah, Whit were doing the voice. Ray yeah. Park back, looking old. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, Full, and he had his original, the lightsaber that he had in the in the Rebels. Yes, absolutely. So old, that one with the, the old, the, the, old the master. Yeah, he had that. He had his robot legs. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good to see. Yeah, it was good, and that would have opened. And I think it was really good because it opened the door because people would have seen that and gone, "Hold yeah. on, how did Darth Maul come back? Yeah, watch the Clone Wars. Exactly. Go back and watch that. Um. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, number nine was my was was Attack of the Clones. Mm. Have we done your number nine? Yeah, my number nine was Solo. Right. Shall I do my number ten? Yeah, go on. So my number ten was Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay. Purely because I like the Palpatine bits; it really creeps me out, and I like that. It's a different tone. Okay. And I like the mystery behind it. I think it could have been. It, it, it's a tough one because actually, now that I've been talking about Solo. I can think of more to enjoy about Did it. Did you put Solo at number 11? Solo's number 11 for oh, me. Oh, wow. So, wow. He's put that one at the end. But think back he's to He's put I, that one at the very worst Star Wars film. Well, no, because there's 12 films. I put Clone Wars 2008 is the last one. Oh, well, I haven't. We're doing it out of 11. We're doing it out of 11. That's fine. <laughs> controversy. Um, controversy. But I think for me, my love of Star Wars comes from the mysticism. Yeah. And Solo didn't have any mysticism. No, that's And I true. thought, whereas Rogue One had a really good balance, you could feel the presence of the Force and the Jedi who were gone. Yes, this is, you know, this is, Solo is, is what, five, how, I don't know how many years after Order 66, so there are no Jedi around, but, you know, there was nothing. Yeah. And I almost felt like the Empire could have been more of a presence. I know we saw the giant, you know, Star Destroyer, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think... For me, Rise of Skywalker has that mysterious element to it. It leaves me wanting more. Mm. You know, I, the the amount of research I did looking through those, um, you know, visual dictionaries about um, the like the Sith Exegol and, yeah. and, and the Citadel, and you know, how did he 
how did Palpatine get there? He's on a giant omen harness, that's what it's called, the giant claw. I thought that was incredibly creepy. Really, it fired my imagination. Yeah. Whereas I think Solo was like, yeah, that's good. That was yeah. good, I enjoyed that. It was a fun film. Yeah. But, but that was it. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker really fired my imagination. Yeah. And made me want more. Do I agree that it's a wonderful film? No, it's not. Um, there are bits that I can't stand. Wait till we hear my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, you know, the Finn stuff, I don't particularly enjoy. Um, I struggle with it a little bit. Don't forget, they fly now. Oh, they fly now. <laughs> God almighty. Um, so, yeah, some of it, and, and like, why was why was a ship just left on uh, Pasana for, for so long? Uh, uh, like I said, the dark bits, the bits with... Um, and, and I don't see it as a retcon. Some people say, oh, no, it's JJ retconning things when he says, you know, when Luke catches the lightsaber. I don't feel like it's a retcon. I think it's him changing his mind. I now, think it's him taking the absolute piss. I think that's what it is. I think, like, no, you carry on. I'll, I'll vent my frustrations in a second. Don't worry. I think it, 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 now this might be just me making it fit to my perception, yeah. but I really do feel like it's a more enlightened Luke Skywalker who's learned from his experience and now is one with the Force and is, you know, is able to do things. It wasn't set up very well, the whole, Palpatine's a granddaughter. Is your grandfather? Mm. I don't think that was set up particularly well. No. Um, and I like the, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. And I think it, it fired my imagination more than Solo. Solo was a funner film, but I think there's more intrigue for me. I'd want to read more about. Mm, yeah, I suppose from your perspective, I suppose from your point of view. From my point of view, I think that is perfectly acceptable to have those. I think my last two. As in my my last my lowest ranking Star Wars films and are the worst. I put Last Jedi and then Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker to me, I I will go into detail in a second. But echoing a lot of your points for Last Jedi in terms of uh, its position, it was good to see Luke again. Mm. While that <laughs> absolutely triggers everyone, I think it was I think uh, that was poor writing. It was like uh, there were so many interviews you saw Mark Hamill going, you know, like. Yes, he fundamentally disagrees with what he's done with what Ryan did with um, Ryan Johnson did with with the character, but he he you know he bit the bullet. He but like the fine. professional that he is and the amazing person that he yeah, is, he, he just did it wonderfully. Exactly. Actually, I would say Last Jedi is some of Mark Hamill's best, best acting. acting. Yeah, probably. Um, some of the art style was quite cool. So like the Holdo maneuver. We didn't talk about Holdo. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was stunning. And the, si- the silence. That, that, the sound design of that was equivalent yeah. to the the sonic charge yeah. in, in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, 100%. While people will be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Why is it not that? Like, it kind of does. If you break it down, in in, in, in episode four, Han says we've got to uh, plot, plot the navigational computer in the, in the thing or fly into a million pieces, fly into a star, blah, blah, blah. That's basically what she's done. She's gone, right, set course for there. She's just gone boom, and it was a good representation of what could happen. Yeah. Um, while the character Holdo was a bit, uh, and I think Poe was very. Yeah. It, it, it angers hu- me. And the humour, Poe's humour in that went right downhill. Yeah. It, it, the, it angers me how how he was written. Yes. In that in that thing in 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 it's, that film, especially because he wasn't established. If that had been in the first film, yeah, I'd understand it a bit more. But we're halfway, you know, we're, you know, this is the middle film. Yeah. You'd expect that kind of trait to have been established already. Yeah. 
It was, it was, yeah. Um, and I thought one thing we didn't talk about is layers, force abilities. Mary Poppins. I, I think <laughs> I remember sat there in the cinema with you, and there was a visible look of, I don't want to say disgust, but there was a visible look of confusion mixed with a hint of disgust because I was just like, what? It was. Really? Like, what? Where has this come from? To be honest. It's just like, what are you doing? I almost wonder whether it would have been best to have ended her character arc there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think me and you both agreed on that. that We were like, look, Carrie Fisher has tragically passed away. She's not going to be in the next one. Write her out here. Do it some, maybe like change it to some kind of heroic sacrifice. Yeah. Like, or something along those kinds of lines. But like, don't do that. Like, it was, it was stupid. There was Snoke was wasted. Like, I'm sorry, he was. Like this is again. This links into the big problem with the prequel, uh, the sequel trilogy. No planning. There was no planning. Yeah. You had one director doing one thing, another one doing another, then another one correcting him. It's like, what are you doing? I like that again. Is I think it's all linked to my imagination. Yeah. The possibilities that come alongside with Snoke are interesting. Yeah. The fact that it's you know it's it's a force wielder. He, you know how did he get that mangled face. Yeah. We've never seen his species before. No. Who um, is he? You know, who is he? Yeah. Um, is he a Sith? Yeah. Why does he have a bit of um, obsidian from Mustafar on a ring? Yeah. Why is he wearing a gold dressing gown? Yeah. Um, Has he just got Anna out of bed? <laughs> is he just permanently sleeping? Um, I think there yeah. was a lot of possibilities there that fired my imagination. Yeah. And, and that is perfectly acceptable because obviously he does that, but then that's just like, it, none of those questions that you had were ever answered. No, and I think that's the, that's the issue. Stupid. Yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> Clearly very frustrating. <laughs> um, but right, so now going on to uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to back for this one. No, okay, look. Positives that it did have. Okay, look. Ben Solo's redemption arc was amazing. I thought that was amazing. Can we also talk about how the music changed? You had the same notes, but also they, they turned it into a more, I think, major key. So it was actually more... Ben Solo's theme was Kylo Ren's theme inverted and, and sounded beautiful. Yeah, I thought I thought it was amazing how he'd gone from this this evil child, then like gone through some trauma, killed his own dad, but then his dad is still like you know like, as as a hallucination, not a force ghost. It was a hall- oh, it was a complete hallucination. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it never was his a memories. force ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was amazing. Just the, the touch of the face. Yeah. Um, and then him realising, you know, like, what have I done? And the repetition of the lines as well. It was the same scene. Yeah. Fantastic. I like that. It was, I thought he would, like, it, it was a brilliant redemption arc. It was on par to Vader's. Not as good. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was on par with Vader's. No. I mean, Vader's was more meaningful. Taking away the, no, yeah. no, yeah, take well, that out. Yeah. Um, um, but the problem was, right, so Luke's character, well, we, you can say it was like, mate, at the end of the day, it was 100% JJ going back on what Ryan had done to him in terms of like how he'd... Re- like this, the scene where she chucks the lightsaber into the fire and he catches it. And he's like, this is... This is a, 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 this a, lightsaber is your life. You know, it's important. Like completely disregarding how he was at the start of Rise of, uh, Last Jedi where he's just fucking... Frightened. But don't forget, he has died. He's joined the cosmic force. He He's more aware of things. He died I mean, in a much better place. That is a good explanation. He changed his mind at the end. He came yeah. to save them, but in his own way. And a lot of people were frustrated with these force abilities that people had. And I was like, okay, relax yourself. For starters... Him having the ability to teleport or to create an illusion of him on another planet, 
that's perfectly acceptable because oh, you, yeah. could, you could see the strain that it had on him. And that had the been fact established. That it, it, he died. Yeah. The fact that he died because like I said, of using that ability. Like when Kylo said, you're not doing this, the effort would kill you. Yeah. Like, and it did. It yeah. killed Luke. Yeah, literally. Uh, and Ray's magical healing abilities. It's like, no, yeah. no, it's fine. Like, you can I'm understand. I'm fine with that. No, exactly. You because can actually, what? Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, look, Palpatine was searching his whole life for the secret to cheat death. It's not cheating, cheating death. death. You're it's just a healing. selfless act. Yeah. You are giving your life force yeah. to somebody else. There is no way that Palpatine would ever do that and see that as the answer to he was, yeah. that he was looking for. 100%. He's all about draining life. Yeah. He wants to be like the Emperor Emperor Valkorian in the Old Republic, like yeah. draining draining for immortality. Whereas, Emperor Dracula. <laughs> yeah. He um yeah, it was it was a very interesting concept and to be honest with you, it's not a concept that I, I, I frowned upon. I thought it was very cool. You could understand the the manipulation of Medichlorians. Well, some people don't like that concept. It's like, yeah, okay, that's what they're doing. And then, do you think it's also because we've been playing the games where things like drain life and yeah, heal yeah, are just the, common aspects? Yeah, the, yeah, it's an understanding thing. Like you have a heal role in the old republic. Like, yeah. So clearly, they do something right. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't like race heritage. I, I no. thought it was. It, do you know what? What last the last thing I did right? I thought. They should have left. She was, she was no a nobody. One. She was Absolutely. a nobody. Just leave it at that. Because why do you need to change it? Like yeah. that was such a frustration. Like it was Anakin pa- was a no one. Yeah, exactly. But it's not only like oh your your dad's a nobody. It's like you're a nobody. Like you don't have any kind of special heritage. You're a nobody. Leave the it at that. It was just brilliant. Chosen you. It, and do you know what that did? That humanized her so much. It made her relatable because you're like you're not this special person that was predestined to do this. You were just somebody. Also, it it makes you think as the person watching it that go. You look at it and think, that could be me. It could be anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone. It could be Broom Kid, which is what the whole point of Broom Kid was at the end. Yeah. And it was just like, it just Ooh. went back into it. And it was just like, oh, yeah, your parents. Can we also say the Ray Skywalker is absolute rubbish? Oh, yeah, it triggers. Do you know what? I would, Identity fraud is not a, is I, not a joke. I, <laughs> I personally, this is her chance to redeem the Palpatine name. Yeah, true. Palpatine has been a name that has been feared for centuries. If she goes around saying, who are you? I'm Ray Palpatine. Man, that old lady would have would have dropped it and like legged it. <laughs> She'd be like, Pew! <laughs> screw this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, um, she would have been out of there. But I think that would have been more effective because actually there's power in a name. Yeah. And actually to redeem, that would be Palpatine's redemption. Yeah. Because the, the name of Skywalker has been redeemed. People learned that Anakin was, you know, betrayed, became Darth Vader. Yeah. That's now been redeemed. Yeah. I think it would have been good for for Palpatine's name yeah, to I be just, redeemed. But, like, if it, but it doesn't just take Skywalker. It doesn't roll off the tongue, Ray Palpatine. It just doesn't like what? It's just true. What? It just doesn't work. Um, I thought the film was trying to be. It was trying to sap too much of Endgame. So Endgame came out. Really, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like that end scene where like there's like a million, billion, trillion different ships. That gives me goosebumps every time. Yeah, but but then it's just like you're just trying to do an Endgame portal. The ghost, the ghost from Rebels. Yeah, I get that, but it, you're trying to do what Endgame did, but you've got no setup for it because you you didn't plan it. Do you know what? I, just, I, do, I don't have a problem with that. I know a lot of people have been saying, "How did Lando get around the galaxy oh. to collect all those ships?" Well, you know what? There's outer space telephones. That's yeah. email. He sent an email. He yeah. tweeted. Exactly. He tweeted in the Star Wars universe. But it just, oh, it just, it just frustrates me because you could tell that they were trying to do and uh, they were trying to emulate an Endgame. The on your left moment. Yeah. But it was just shocking because it had no setup. Endgame but had twenty years of there setup. Were, there was setup in the sense of in the film, he was like, you know, we just had each other. Yeah. And actually now the galaxy has each other. Yeah. 
Um, and I love that moment where mm. he's like, uh, I can't remember what Lando says, but he's like, you know. Yeah, something along the we're all, we're all there, we're all here. Yeah, blah, blah. you're not alone, we're here. Yeah, so I, I just what the But it's, it's really, really good. It worked, but then it was just like, it, it, it felt forced because like a couple of months later, we just had Endgame, which had just executed it to perfection. I hadn't even thought of that like that. Yeah, like like I said, it was trying to prey on the fact that Endgame was so successful. Mm. Oh, let's do something similar. Don't forget, they would have been in production at about the same time. So I don't oh. think there was any way of them knowing. I suppose it's all Disney really, isn't it? But I don't know. And then can we just talk about the plot holes and, and the MacGuffins? Oh, my word. I don't mind... Like this Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones style, like thing that JJ went for, but things like the knife and pull, pulling <laughs> it, pulling it out a wreckage that no one can. Control. Can I just say how is that wreckage at all? Yeah, the whole thing blew up. Yeah, vaporized. Like you what? shouldn't be able to see half the hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. His chair, Palpatine's chair, it's still intact. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? Like, and plus, like... How as good as it was to see them. Yeah, I mean, it's a very cool set piece. And, like, seeing that, like, you know, a, a sea being, like, batting up. And then, but, like, having a knife that has an exact position to where you want to go amongst ruins of a, a Death Star that should be crumpled, should be, like, especially because it's been, like, what, 20-odd years? Mm. You're telling me a sea hasn't eroded metal in 20 years. It's collapsed and changed you know position. I could, I could understand, like, the Titanic is still around at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, but it's not in exactly the same position, though, is it? Like, it's Pretty dropped. Much. Yeah, but, like, metals have dropped and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And plus, it's a but like, that is below water. But I think the thing is... It's sticking up because so much of the wreckage yeah. has survived. I, then, my disagreement is the record yeah. shouldn't have been... <laughs> yeah, it just got blown you know, up. And actually, the Emperor's tower was on a tower. Yeah. It wasn't in part of the main superstructure. No, it was a tower. So it was on the surface. So it should have been like a little twig, yeah. like, fallen off somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of Death Star wreckage, but I almost think it would have been better if it was in space. Yeah, potentially. I, d- I did not like Exegol. I just thought it was... It, do you know what it was? I just felt like it was so... Random. It felt random. Yes. I think Koraban. Koraban or a Droman Kass, that could have worked. Droman Kass, you know, for those of you who, who don't know, it's it's the Sith homeworld, yeah. the, 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 the Sith species yeah. homeworld from the Old Republic. Um, I think that would have been just as, it would have been more familiar, but yeah. only marginally. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, introducing Exegol as the ancient homeworld of the Sith was just a very, very out of left field because you, we've yeah. heard of Korriban or Moraband if you've watched yeah. Rebels and, and pretty sure Malakor's also been mentioned but I mean that's Malakor was in, in Rebels but it wasn't any kind of homeworld no, it was no, just no. a Sith yeah. temple and Roman cast yeah but there's no, never been any uh, mention of Exegol, Exegol. And it just sounds I mean, so sh- don't get me wrong it's beautiful like yeah. if they'd have changed the name to Korriban I would have been like oh Fair that's point. that's amazing mm. and actually I liked the environment I liked the giant statues um I like the environment, the static, obviously being Palpatine, you know, the god of lightning. Um, I quite like the, the static electricity feel, the sound, yeah. and his voice, the zombie voice, was quite good. But yeah, I, I agree, it was very out of left field, and yeah. that's, it, it left me wanting... That the first thing I did was buy the Rise of Skywalker um, uh, visual dictionary. I was yeah. like, I want to learn more about yeah. Exegol and like Palpatine. What, what is this place? The best source of information was the um, the audiobook or the, or the no. novelization because they talked about how Palpatine survived yeah. transferring his consciousness into a clone body that's never mentioned that yeah. that you know you don't see his his wrinkled forehead and his melted face because he's a clone body yeah of 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 uh Siv what was his name Siv Riv 
Sheev? Palpatine's first name. Sheev. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's not the Emperor, it's Sheev's body. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, 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 it's, um, yeah it's Sheev before he was melted. Yeah, I just, uh, like... Or his DNA. It just, yeah, like you said, it just felt completely out of left field. It, it was a very strange... And then, like, to get there, you have to fly through this, like, weird goo that was, like, never explained, <laughs> that, like, somehow yeah. you could fly a perfect course that some other people then could follow. It's just like, what are you talking about? And the biggest unanswered question... Did the Tantive Four survive? Oh yeah, no. Is Neem Num still alive? Yeah, no. Nine Num, Neem Num, Nine Num, whatever. Oh dear, it's just like yeah, it was very weird. And like how there was a a giant fleet of star destroyers with like super that, super lasers, just yeah, like that's not great. Parked parked just beneath an icy surface. What it should have been, I like the idea of it being beyond a barrier. Yeah, because it's like the beyond expanded, the known world. Yeah, almost, it's in yeah. like the unknown regions. Yeah, but there was. What you'd almost want is an is an imperial remnant. I've been here, so rather than the, the final order, it would oh, be God. it would be the next order. Oh. It would be this is this is the this is my empire. Yeah, that's the first order. This is my empire, mm. um, and it's like an imperial remnant. So it's more and the, the I mean I'm sorry, but as much as I, I I do enjoy enjoy it, space lasers. Yeah. Miniaturized Death Star tech yeah. on a Star Destroyer. Do me a favor. Yeah, just no, stop it. Rinse and repeat. And again, that's this is my issue. J.J. Abrams. He's got no lack of originality. Yeah, he's got nothing. While I, while there are bits to Last Jedi that aren't my favorite, at least it's fresh. Yeah, it's somewhat fresh, different. It's yeah. different. It makes you think. Hundred percent. And, and this is why I, you know, I don't like the Star Trek films that JJ does. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in anything JJ yeah, he, does. He doesn't. He doesn't have creativity per se. Yeah. Um. One thing that obviously was major for me, which I feel like I've just forgotten now. Oh no, this is awkward. It was massive. What was I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, uh, oh. Death of Carrie Fisher or the Death of Leia, anything like that? That was pretty. That was pretty. No, I, you know what? Actually, I didn't mind that. I, I thought, thought it was that, tastefully that, done. Yeah, that tied it in quite nicely. And I think, and how it linked into the redemption of Ben. Yeah, I thought it was very nice. Oh, I had something amazing there, and I can't, I can't think of what were some of the big things of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Now I'm triggered. It's just remembering. I've just been, mate. So the opening line of the scroll, the dead speak. Oh, how disrespectful to a fan base do you have to be to link that to a game that kids play and a special event that it was to do with do you mean Fortnite? Fortnite I was I I, I cannot express to you the anger that I felt like that is important lore details that as a Star Wars fan I want to know and you're doing I, it in a video game that I don't play because I'm not a two year old <laughs> Like, I just like to point out Fortnite is for thirteen year olds only oh, and above. Yeah. Literally like, the fact that they did one of the most important reveals probably in Star Wars history. Absolutely. And they've done it on a video game. How I, disrespectful I to a think fan base do you have to be to do that? That line only works if get rid of Broom Kid at the end of Last yeah. Jedi, you play that message. At the end of Last Jedi you think, Oh, everything's happy, blah blah blah. Like a post credit scene. And then yeah, but it's, it's the last thing yeah. that you hear is Palpatine... Maybe even just Pal- a laugh. Like his laugh that was you know in the trailer. No, I, th- I think it should be the... The, 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 full, the, the, full, the, speech. the full speech. No, have, you, have, you, have you watched the full speech? No, I watched it once. Yeah. But I refuse to watch it again. I literally... Because like Fortnite, do they do these special events sometimes? Oh, and yes. I was just like... 
Like, I don't play Fortnite. I don't. So, like, I have now missed out on something that is, like, and at least integral to a film. Yeah. But it's okay, because Pippin tells us that he comes back through some kind of dark arts, Sith sorcery, Sith alchemy, oh. or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's just so vague. Oh, it just... It, just, it, it, it needed wo- a flashback. It, wo- it wounded me as a Star Wars fan, knowing that they've just done that to, to you know, your loyal fan base. Yeah. I th- I think that film needed a, needed some kind of flashback yeah. or memory thing. <clears throat> Maybe it's that you show Palpatine being transferred from one body to another, like a, a fresh body yeah. at the start of the film, and his memories are transferred. Something like that to show you what's going on. Because otherwise, you left at the end of the film going, "Is that his body that was hauled up from the bottom of the shaft? Is it a clone body? Yeah, Is it yeah. a real body? Is it an android? Yeah. You know." But yeah, wow, that is our list. That is so our list. that shows as brothers how similar we are and as Star Wars fans how similar we are. But you guys let us know what is your favourite Star Wars film? What's your worst Star Wars film? What what do you think of our opinions of the Star Wars films? Do you think that um, they could be different? What we say is stupid and trivial or is it is it correct? What I would love to know as well is what was your entry point? Because actually, I think it will change a lot of you know a yeah. lot of kids these days. Their first film will be the Force Awakens. Will be his first Force yeah. Awakens, and I'd love to know. You know, tell us your list, but also tell us what was the first one that you saw. Because that will, I think that's fascinating yeah. to see the the entry point. Some kids might have come in, for, you know, seeing Solo. Yeah, and so they might love Solo but hate the kind of, you know, the the, the prequel. Because obviously, we're we're kids of the nineties. We are. So our first our first taste was Phantom Menace, the the, yep. the prequel trilogy. Well, and and the, the, in fairness, the original trilogy trilogy on VHS. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, well, I hope everyone has enjoyed the uh, first official episode of the Jedi Sages. Um, we all look be do, look to be doing more episodes in the future. Absolutely. Um, I think the next one will be talking about like topics of rumors theories coming up for so kind of recent events recent news. events yeah uh and then the we'll, pictures of uh was it uh you and mcgregor walking around yeah, in his, in his dressing gown yeah. and for <laughs> a brilliant brilliant uh picture of um oh what's his name i want to say pong Krell, but it's uh dexter jetster yeah <laughs> like oh it's him walking onto set yeah uh but we can talk about those in the next one absolutely so until that point Guys, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Um, we will be putting a link to an email that you guys can get your questions in to ask us as Star Wars fans. Um, we will try and get this onto probably Apple Music and Spotify. If we can get it working. If we can get it working. Fingers crossed. And I guess we'll see you guys in the next one. And remember, the Force will be with you. Always. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>